This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Weber. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And this is the end of the regular season podcast. We will be wrapping it up with our Wet Boy of the Year before we get into playoff talk, where we will go through round one, give our predictions, and then give our predictions uh, based off of those predictions from the first round. So the first round, we'll be talking about the same matchups, but the second, third, and finals, we will not be talking about the same matchup. So it's going to be a fun, it's going to be an hour-long plus Dive podcast. Dive into the hypotheticals. You it's, guys love that shit. It's going to be a fun time. Last year, I bet my car and lost it. <laughs> yeah. So this year, we'll see what I'll lose. What else you got? Um, maybe my hair. It's getting pretty long. So I, I feel like I'm not too attached to it. So I think this might just be like a, a, a like fork it. in the road. I like will it. I cut my hair? Will I not? We'll find out. But before we do this, uh, we do just want to reach out and say, uh, check out patreon.com slash Podcast. That's where you can help support us. That's where you can help pay for our haircuts. That's where you can help us out uh, We every month uh, by supporting our uh, channel. And then you also get some stuff back. We got a Discord uh, server. We have a mock draft coming up on Saturday, and those patrons can see it early. Uh, we'll be getting mm-hmm. that out to them uh, tonight, we believe. And uh, it's it's a great place to have discussions with us. It's a great place to keep that going. You have the uh, bronze tier. We have that uh, Discord membership. You get early access to some content. Silver, you get to pick some topics, uh, whether it be the Fast Break, the Onside Kick, the Primetime Podcast, uh, any of the podcasts, and then uh, the $10 tier, the gold tier, mm-hmm. uh, where you get to be on a podcast. And we'll have plenty of those guys on the podcast next week so it's gonna be great what are you laughing at kid i just stupid thoughts in my head stupid thoughts like in my head. what nope not sure no this is this is like when the no, teacher no, no, this no. is like when you're talking to class dave <laughs> i'm trying to do my goddamn job and you're fucking up <laughs> i've been there way too many times so i know how sean feels at first i was smirking because there's lightning outside and i had a stupid thought about oh, yeah? the lightning and i was like oh no and it's the gonna rain roll. tonight and then it, it did and it, the lightning strike it was lightning and then you talk about playoffs and hypotheticals and now i wanted to garth brooks nice and i just had that going in my head on a loop i'm sorry no i like it that's stuff i like i like that he you pulled that out you're like i know where he's going with this i'm glad you brought up some garth brooks i don't like garth brooks but he's just he's like i mean I think of the SNL skit. Yeah. I think of uh, I Got Friends in Low Places. Great song. Uh, and then I'm thinking of a, a thing. There's an Instagram uh, account called uh, Baseball Vandals, uh, Baseball Card Vandals, where mm-hmm. they uh, uh, like mark up old <laughs> baseball cards and make a picture out of it. Yeah. And uh, they made one that's uh, uh, called Garth Fucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like quoting I Got Friends in Low Places. Oh, my God. It's great. Anyways, let's get into Wet Boys. Uh, yeah. This is our weekly segment where we talk about the dampest of dudes, the soggiest of shooters, the moistest of men. This is Wet Boys. We talk about the guys who absolutely popped off in the past week, had historic performances or historic careers. This is where we give those guys praise. And Ricky, we're going to start off with you. Mm-hmm. And not only are we going to start off with somebody special to the NBA, but we're also going to start off with somebody special to our area as well. Yep. He, he is a Chicago kid. And this is one from like the thing that got me. It's D-Wade, obviously. Um, more so just for the last home game that he played, the 30-point game that he had this week than the banana boat reunion when he was in Brooklyn um, to end the season. But With a triple-double. The thing I yeah. think that is, also, to me— Poor planning on the NBA to put it in Brooklyn. His last game should have been in. Yeah. It should have been in Miami. Yeah. But the thing that I saw on Twitter that kind of choked me up was the video, and if you have not seen it, his son oh. react like reenacted the from Robbins commercial. Zaire. 
Yeah, where yeah. it's like the he's kind of shooting on the court or practicing a shot, yeah. running up the stairs, and then just the from Robbins, Illinois. And it's just like, oh my god, this is cool. I, I, seeing your like seeing his son do that exact same like yeah. image for image. The one that got to me was the mm-hmm. Budweiser one Dude, uh, with the commer- th- this threes for yeah. with the jerseys. Uh, oh yeah, like, well not the jer- like uh, here's my robe and here's well, like don't oh, spoil my God. it. What if well, someone hasn't seen it? I'm just saying, like go check it out. Like, yeah, it's it's. I'm depressing. not telling them why. It yeah. makes you cry. Yeah, it's a tearjerker. Um, yeah. I I mean it, we'll talk about another guy too, but uh, D Wade really went all out for mm-hmm. this retirement. The sponsors went all out for the retirement. They did not pull any punches uh, with D Wade's retirement, and he he also did not pull any punches in those past no. two games. He had he had phenomenal. He was pick, going uh, for it, man. Yeah, he had phenomenal performances. In, uh, one thing too, I mean Barack Obama even gave mm-hmm. him a thing, and he said, uh, "You don't look like you're uh, getting too much older. You look like you still play," which is is pretty true. Yeah, uh, I think D Wade could still give some uh, decent minutes. So he's retiring on top, uh, not going out with a ring, but still pretty damn good. Uh, so shout out to D Wade. Shout out to Oakland. Shout out to Richardson. High school. He's got enough of those. I mean, he's got enough rings to where some people don't even get one. Yeah, he's got true. multiple. True. Um, true. Your guy. Uh, my, my guy's kind of a <laughs> your, guy deal. Doesn't, your guy doesn't have any rings. Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But he does uh, share a name with someone who's a fantastic player who I love growing up. And for any Simons, this kid looks like he's 14. Legit, like, he, he's a kid at the end of the bench. Like, how'd that kid get, like, courtside seats? Like, oh, yeah, he's on the team. Oh, he's got a jersey. Um, he's also got a jersey on. That's pretty cool. Uh, he had an amazing game in which the Portland Trailblazers tried to tank by playing only six players, all of them kids, basically. Somehow couldn't lose the game. Um, and that's all well and fun, but really, I don't give a shit about that. Like, that was a cool achievement. Gold star. But really, it's it's dry due time, boys. Because something happened this week that no one saw coming, and I hope nobody saw this coming. Because Magic Johnson, you are the driest of dry dudes of the year. You win the crown. You you just you really messed up. Like you took on a position that you had no expertise in, that you had no credibility for, and you did nothing to help this team. And then you walk out on a surprise. Like it's the ultimate like package of like what just happened. I will hold never on, get wait. the image out hold of my on, head. Hold on, of, like, hold on, hold on. You're going Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Magic Johnson's my dry dude. I made one for Anthony Simmons. So, sorry, Sean, Sean, what the fuck, dude? Do it up. Do it up well, that's not my job. So you're going Magic Johnson. As a dry dude. No, no white okay. boys. I'm, you know, I I'm, I dust off the dry dudes only once before, and that was for the NBA refs who deserved it. But I, I'm feeling something deep in me, Sean, and I'm not loving it. <laughs> well, I'm I not loving to, it. I want to clear up. Dave, for- Dave's going to next pull out the... I go be here next week. Uh, <laughs> well, I gotta clear, clear up the fact that for audio listeners who won't see the, the yeah. thing change, yep. what just happened because we have to now make a dry dude thing. Sorry, that's, uh, that's, that's the state of the game, man. Yeah, we won't have time to talk about Magic Johnson because his team's uh, out in the playoffs, and that's why he bailed out. But man, that's uh, it was a good twist. Yeah, yeah, good job. I, Dave. I'm not channeling that shit. Yeah. You did a way better job at that than uh, Magic Johnson did at his actual job. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. He also quit ESPN, too. Remember those that? jokes are going to yeah. go all Remember that? Year. Remember he fought with ben, uh, not ben Simmons, uh, Bill Simmons, and then he quit? I yep. think I think the Remember best. Remember when he was a coach, and then he quit? Yeah. And then when he was a player, and he quit? Remember when so he was the owner of the, Magic, uh, the, uh, the Dodgers, and then he quit? <laughs> yeah, but he was better with the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, was he really? Yeah, I would say How many World Series did they No, no, no. What did he win anything, but like he responsible for doing? He money? I'm not defending him. He was better with the Dodgers than he was with the Lakers. Because he didn't do anything. He just gave them money. He didn't have to do anything. What were you going to say, though, before I cut I was going to How were you also just going to, like, roll into that? What? The the Magic Johnson? Yeah. He was just okay with it, man. It's fine. He's the dry dude. He's the driest of dudes. No, the thing I found the funniest was the Genie Bus tweet after. I saw it on the... 
the herd where it's like, oh, thank you for like working with yeah. you and the heart emojis. And then how Cowherd's like, no, this is what you should have tweeted. And it's basically like, we're going to look for a candidate who's going to be committed to us. Yeah. Like that to me was the funniest of it. It's like, why why are we trying to make friends with someone who didn't tell he, you? He's a, he's a lifelong friend and I get they have a relationship, but he just wasn't good for the job. He wasn't right for the job. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he bounced before the year was even up on the like surprise, mm-hmm. I didn't want to even tell Jeannie because she would have changed my mind. Yeah. Like would what a cop out. Would have talked me into staying. It's it's so, so weird because he had him and Rob Polinka had the meeting with LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like apparently there was no mention of him him leaving at that point. Uh he had the meeting with Jeannie and he didn't mention it at all. Nope. Like I, I could not imagine what, going to my boss's office and be like, "Hey, I'll see you tomorrow," and just not showing up because I, I can't have a press conference. But like that would be my thing, or like tweeting, just be like, "I quit." I will. I'm say, done. Yep, not coming to work tomorrow. I will at say, my boss. I have been in Magic Johnson's shoes, and it's not a good feeling. It's you, like I, when I changed jobs, it yep. was I went on a job interview on Thursday. Yeah. Got the job. Oh, when do you want me to start? How about Monday? I had to go into my job that Friday and go, oh, by the way, I know it's uh, so-and-so's last day. It's my last day, too. Yeah, it's <laughs> very much. Yeah. So the party you're having for her, just tag my name right on that and side. Here's oh, another thing, too. This is kind of like the opposite of what happened to Dave Yeager yeah. uh, today because they there's reports that came out from Sham saying uh, Vladi Divac is planning on firing uh, Dave Yeager. And then Woj tweeted out. Vladi Divac and uh, Dave Yeager have a planned meeting uh, coming where uh, Vladi Divac plans to fire Dave Yeager. And it's like, well, I'm guessing Dave Yeager's learning that he's getting fired from these tweets and not from Vladi Divac. Do you you pull the move and just like decline invite? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to that meeting. I get the gist. I'm busy, guys. So he's going to office space? I got to go be the president of the Lakers. If I never go to that meeting, they can't fire me. And then I just move to the basement. There you go. I don't know if we'll talk about Mail those pink slips. To Siberia. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I don't know if they we're talking about Jaeger at all. <laughs> sorry, I was going full. Oh, sorry, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie from yeah. It's Always Sunny. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about Jaeger uh, at all, uh, but I just want to throw this out there that he oh. left that Grizzlies job for that Kings job, yeah. had the best season since 2006 of the Kings, and they're like, yeah, fuck you, bye. Um, yeah, that's, that was a surprise. That's why I was here in Chicago going, with arms wide open, and of course we're not going to. Nope. Jim Boylan, long-term answer. I think, I think what it more says is that Dave Yeager might just be a huge asshole. <laughs> yeah, there if might be something there. If he's leaving mm. Memphis, and then Vladi Divac's like, you just had a ton of success. You're out of here, buddy. I don't I don't know like what the plan is there in Sacramento. I never do. Yeah. Um, let's move to mine, yeah. uh, my, my wet boy. And it is my favorite player when I was growing up. Uh, and now it, my new favorite player just also plays for this team as well, Luka Doncic. Uh, it's Dirk Nowitzki, like D. Wade, um, also going out on his last ride. Not the final ride. He wanted to go out very quietly. And Mark Cuban's like, mm-hmm. fuck that. Yeah. Um, you see him crying out there? there? Yeah. Did you see him oh crying? Did you see, like, every employee, like the hot dog guy, yep. like the, the guy who moves their cars, the guy who does security, like all of them were just in the building, uh, like, waiting for Dirk? Like, it, it was crazy. And I, and I don't think Dirk wanted any of that. But he got it. And he deserves it. Uh, Dirk. Do you feel like Dirk was forced into retirement this year? Because I feel like... Like he he in the back has like top ten power forward man, top yeah. ten power forward current yeah, like, <laughs> current power forward. You gotta clarify. Yeah. That. If you if you want to go check out what Ricky's meaning, check out our uh, top ten power forwards uh, preseason mm-hmm. edition. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, I don't think Dirk was forced into retirement. He probably told Cuban, like, yeah. hey, this is going to be my last year. And that's also, you could see that in the minutes. Like, I think if they weren't, they would probably play Dirk more. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, he was bad still. He was pretty bad. But, like, you're not going to just, you're not just going to leave him on the end of the bench. He's part of the tank. Um, I think they wanted to put out more younger guys, and he probably let them know, like, hey, it's yeah. fine because I'm retiring. Yep. Um, and Mark Cuban was like, I'm just going to go behind your back, and we're not, you're not we're, pulling a we're Tim. We're having a bash. You're not pulling a Tim Duncan thing. You're not just yeah. leaving. Not going we're quietly doing bigger tonight. here in Dallas. Um, but yeah, Dirk uh, in the past uh, three games, seventeen points, seven rebounds, two rebounds, uh, uh, seven rebounds, two assists. I got to change this uh, this graphic because I put rebounds twice. Yeah, thirty-five uh, percent for the field, which is not good. Thirty-two percent from three, uh, which is all right. Uh, but still, <laughs> he left uh, Dallas with a thirty-point game, uh, and we love Dirk no matter what. And, yeah, uh, shout out to Dirk. All time uh, great. I, I, I've worn Too my cool. jersey on the uh, podcast before, and mm-hmm. uh, and and it's it still does very small. Three all time greats on this uh, episode. Yeah. yeah, three Hall of Famers. Yep. Um, and also, um, one thing I want to throw out there mm-hmm. is uh, not only is D Wade going out high mm-hmm. for his career, he's also going out high for Miami because that is the first Miami Heat wet boy. Hell yeah! We didn't mention that. That boggled my mind. What, now every team has gotten a wet boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've covered them all. I, I thought that we had given Justice one, but like no. a couple mm-hmm. weeks, he was just the honorable mention. Yeah, he was doing real good playing point guard. Now honorable mention. Well, yeah. and I was also going to mention with Dirk Nowitzki's best thing I saw from that game. Can't even remember what shot Dirk was. It was like either a baseline shot or a layup. And just Luca, just like his excitement. He's like jumping up and down. Yeah. And I saw it on Twitter. Everyone's like, this, this is everybody right now. Luca yeah. is everyone. He's just so excited. We were like feeding a kid. him to start that game. It was every shot was Dirk shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I think he had the first 10 points in that game. Yeah. And my, my favorite thing, too, about Luca is like literally he's like younger than he's me. He's a kid. So like that is exactly what I would be out there. If I was an NBA player, mm. if I was six eight and had any uh, capabilities uh, basketball, basketball yeah. wise uh, yeah. to uh, play basketball, uh, which I don't. Uh, I don't know. You D-Way taught me and did. Dave how to shoot. Dirk did, and, uh, yeah. and well, you tried did. to teach me how to shoot. You tried to teach a bowl. You well, to you're both. easier to teach. You had Dave, Dave is I had broken. nothing. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was the one like, that I, I make, kept doing like the like you I did the belly from my like. That's yeah, fine. You kept you keep doing the wrong thing, but I yeah. would just have to like work with you a ton like, more. I make MKG's hitch look like nothing. Bingo. Like his Dave shot is, looks like Steph Curry compared Dave to me. Dave is building it. And I'm just tweaking yours. Yeah. And that's done just by like So like when people therapy. complain about hitching their shot, just think Dave shooting. It's incredibly worse. Oh no, Dave doesn't have a hitch. Dave <laughs> just doesn't have a shot. Yeah. Um that. you kinda have a hitch. Because you, you, you start I always catch too low. It low and then I yeah, bring you, it up. you take it, bring it down and then go up. Yeah, I go. Up. Um that's not really a hitch in the actual shooting yeah. motion, but it's just a hitch it's in just your, emotion. your motion and then you shouldn't do it. Uh <laughs> anyways. Shot after Sean. Yeah. Uh but I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't watch bro. Uh anyways. Uh let's go <laughs> Shots fired. away from Wet Boys. Oh wait, no, we gotta talk about the the, the, the Wet Boy of the Year. Hell yeah. Wet Boy of the Year award. It is award season. The guy who Sean. ran away with it. Yes, uh the guy who ran away with it, uh James. Skyrocketed Harden. away with it. Ten Awards for James Harden this year, uh, ten weekly awards for James Harden. That means he is the king of Wet Boy Mountain, uh, Wet Boy Landia. I think we we came up with a yeah. uh, name last year and we totally forgot about it. I think I gave him um, a couple of those. Wet Landia. Uh, you yeah. gave him six. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave gave James Harden. I the decided wet boy of the James year. Harden is the Wet Boy of the Year. Yeah, I mean, I really can't yeah. blame you. Well, I remember it was like every week Dave would come in. So you guys are gonna give it to him? No, I got this guy. I got this guy. Fuck you guys. So we gave them three collective as a podcast. As a unanimous from, end. Yeah, means, January 12th to the 25th. Did mean Sean and me only gave them one? Um, and then Dave gave them one, two, three, four, five, six. 
And then me and you gave him one. I finished with ten. I think I gave so, him one. Okay. Um, yeah. No, you gave him one. You gave oh. him the other one. Okay. Uh, you you gave it to him on. Uh, you gave him a Christmas present on December twenty second. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you gave him the tenth one. Uh, so that's uh, our, your king is James Harden. In f- second place is both LeBron James, the defending mm-hmm. uh, wet boy uh, king, and Steph Curry, yeah. who has four. Uh, AD had three, Derek Rose had three, Luca had three, Zach Levine had three, Cat had three, Giannis had three, and Trey Young had three. And that's all third Some place. great company. Yeah, Kevin. It's all third place. And then a ton, a ton of guys with two, two. Uh, Kevin Durant had two, Kawhi had two, Clay had two, Blake, George, Paul George, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, and Russ all had two. So uh, a lot of guys. I mean, the, lo- the love was spread pretty much. Yeah. We how many total this year? Forty-six guys get a wet boy. The, pretty unique. And the best thing and about two it. Two dry dudes. Yep. Is technically because we have ten, four, three, two, one. Every single wet boy is a top five wet boy. Mm, that's ties. pretty unique. Wow. Every uh, single, even the guys with one are tied for fifth. Yeah. And 40, 45 <laughs> last year. So yeah. we, we upped it. Nice. We and, we got, it. and we got th- the first ever two dry dudes this year. Yeah, two dry dudes. The um, refs and magic. <laughs> last, year we had, we, last year we had our first college player. This yep. year we had our first Miami Heat player. Um, was, there, was there a thought this year in college? Was there anybody who had a standout no. performance throughout? I, I don't think anybody did enough. Like Carson Edwards has a great run. Mm. Ja had a two games. If, if Gardner Webb would have yeah. beat Virginia, I would have gave it to one of them. Mm. Like if something like that would have happened, I would have gave it to one of them. Yeah, I mean, literally the only reason we gave it to him was because he beat a sixteen. Yeah. Over, you know, said yeah. one seed as a sixteen seed. So I mean, and then that was something that has never been done before. Sure. So if that happened, I don't know, it's, it if literally can't happen again. again. Yeah. So unless a sixteen seed wins like the national championship, mm-hmm. I, I doubt we're going to see another college kid. Um, I mean, we had probably the greatest college kid in, of my lifetime. Uh, in Zion, and I mean, we yeah. couldn't get one at all. We so. could have yep. gave it to Ja after his triple-double. No, that's... It, it was like 16, yeah. 12, okay. and 10. I'm just saying, triple-doubles. No, no, he doesn't mm. dis- He doesn't respect the triple-double. <laughs> uh, has Russell Westbrook been the best player in, in the NBA in the past three years? Clearly not. Okay. I mean, like... But he was I'm, the I'm award saying, winner like, for one of them because he made history. Yeah, it's impressive what he's done, but he also hasn't been consistent He's just been consistently getting those numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he hasn't been consistently great. He's been yeah. getting worse. Um, yeah, arguable. You know, no, he has. He went from 32 points a game to 20. Yeah, but he also added a Paul George who actually decided he was going to play basketball this year. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I guess, but I'm just saying, like, his efficiency has also gotten I, worse. I don't disagree. He, so. he is. I'm just going to cut my losses here and say, um, yeah, yeah, numbers got bad. Yeah, and I'm not saying that he did Low he numbers, bad. It. Big back, big box score, good for fantasy though. What I, what I want to give, what I, what I want to do right now is, yeah. um, I just want to, if you want to look at the wet boy list right now, yeah, mm-hmm. just pick out a name that kind of still shocks you to this day. That that got uh, a wet boy. That if right. you looked preseason and looked at this, you'd Derek be shocked. Derrick Rose with how many he got? Okay, the amount of D Rose, that's a good one. That I mean, is actually a, uh, and that's a what me one. not even looking at because I closed yeah. the, I closed it like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna crown our fantasy winner and. Yeah, I would say uh, yeah, D Rose got three. Yeah, D Rose got three. Got one uh, on November third, tenth, uh, and then uh, December twenty ninth. Uh, I got two of them to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw them. Uh, Jill Oakford getting a wet boy again because mm-hmm. I thought that boy was washed. Yeah. Mario Hazonia getting a wet boy. February no, 1st, I knew that boy one. had talent still. Yeah, February first, Ja got his. Uh, and then the other one is obviously Joe Kim Noah. Yeah, uh, two guys. I feel like we were going to work Bruno in at some point. Bruno deserved it. Yeah, no, he did. But, like, the fact that I was going to agree with Noah. Yeah, yeah. I think Noah was more surprising than Bruno. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This man was jumping in a pool over the summer trying to figure out how his, like, <laughs> knees and hips and all those joints were going to work again. 
and he comes in and starts playing legitimate minutes in the NBA again out of nowhere. Remember, awesome. remember early on in the season, before James Harden started going off, and we were like, man, AD's got three wet boys. Like, man, he might be running away starts, with it, guys. He starts every year so <laughs> strong, though. Remember two years ago when he was dropping like 50 20s? Yeah. Well, no, he ended last year strong. That was the that thing. Is, that's why I picked him for MVP, and I was yeah. going to pick him for Defensive Player of the Year, too. Yeah. At, at preseason was because he was end of the year like a fucking monster. Yeah, that's um, true. And that's why he put himself in the MVP category, and that's why I was on the NBA Awards show on TNT. Mm. Um, they didn't ask for my permission, but I don't really care. But they used your voice. They did uh, for that segment. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, that's something that, like, you know, AD did start off strong, but then he requested a trade and just didn't want to play for New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so I think, That's all, folks? I think that might be my shocking Hilarious one, shirt. is the fact that after February 1st, he did not get a wet boy. So for, like, what? Yeah. let's see, uh, for 22 straight weeks, he did not get a wet boy, which is shocking for one of the best players in the NBA. It is, it is. Are you surprised by the lack of Giannis, the gap between Giannis and Harden? Because that is the MVP race as it stands today. And we've got Harden at 10 and Giannis at just 3. Mm-hmm. Do you think well, that that's a missed opportunity on our end or just... We consistently brought up the fact that Giannis like, kept getting snubbed. So Giannis mm-hmm. should have had like six. Okay. Um, but we kept just like picking other guys. Um, and I think another thing too is that didn't we all pick James Harden for our MVP? Yeah. You have... Uh, I picked Giannis. Okay. I might have picked Giannis actually for yeah, my... I picked pre- Giannis. My preseason prediction was actually Giannis. But I said... But I was like, wrong. if you had to pick right now, who yeah, would you pick? Yeah, it's James Harden. Yeah, if you had to pick right now, you'd Giannis. go Giannis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two of the three of us think that he's the MVP. Yeah. So, yeah. and last year, I think we said, I mean, Le- LeBron is the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Um, he probably deserves MVP every single year. Uh, not saying that James Harden wasn't award deserving was, yeah. last year, but yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem with the damn definition of the word. I mean, MVP, what does it really mean to every single voter is going to change? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I find it shocking that um, James Harden did have as many as he did. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna probably do it. Joe Kim Noah and the amount of James Harden, the lack of Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the question that I have to ask is: So LeBron got playoff wet boy because he pretty much went to the finals and Honestly. had um, yeah. a ton of games to work from. Does James Harden, without giving up any answers of what we're gonna talk about today, can he be wet boy king in the playoffs without going to the finals? Who, James Harden? Yeah, yes. That's a tough Let's say one. he gets like eight games. Well, not eight games, because that would be like a two sweeps. sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, one, let's one, say one, he one, gets one, fourteen games Ooh. and gets knocked out in the second round. Can he get he could I mean if he had if he continues to put up, you know, darn near forty mm-hmm. and you know, like eight and six or something? Because that also depends on how many weeks it goes freaking out. Ridiculous. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say no. Because LeBron shot. won it with four last year, and he had to go mm-hmm. all the way to the finals. Yeah, but LeBron won it with five because we, Dave and I, picked him twice in the same week. Yeah, he deserved um, it though. He so yeah, that was that was, was the so thing. salty I don't, that one. That was so BS. I don't, I don't think it's, that he deserved it. I don't he think it's did possible. it just so Kevin Durant didn't win it, but that's besides the point. Who cares? Uh, fuck Kevin Durant. <laughs> I do. Um, yep, that's that's the point. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that would be the thing that sticks out. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I think that would be the thing for James Harden is he needs to make it to the finals. Does yeah. a coach get it this year in the playoffs? Like we gave it to Brett Stevens probably. If Brett Brown has a good game or a couple games, he'd probably get a wet boy. Uh, that'd be a shot. Brett Brown would not be the coach I picked to get a wet boy. No, but I'm saying like if he has a really yeah. good game, I mean, that was what that was wins. what Stevens did was he shut down LeBron. We we're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That was, that was pretty magical. I think if Pop wins a series. I'm probably going to have to give them one because I just don't expect this Spurs team. I get it. They've been doing it all year. They're winning games. I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm still surprised. Right? Like, that's that'd be weird. I mean, Spoiler. I don't say I'm getting out of the first round. <laughs> shocker. Spoiler for me. Shocker. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, no, it, that's that's about it. I, I don't. I think we're gonna be pretty heavy on the player end mm-hmm. again. So I, I don't think it's gonna be hard though. I don't know. It's just depth. Sean saying it. You got to make it all the way. And I don't know that the Rockets will. We'll have to see. It's probably just going to be a warrior. It'll probably be Kevin Durant. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, let us know your what boy of the year, whether it be Joe Kim, Noah, Bruno. Uh, oh, fuck. What's his last name? Bruno. I know it. Are you Cabocolo? Cabocolo. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Cabocolo. I thought uh, you were going to go with Fernandez again. Like, Bruno Fernandez. Our draft pick. <laughs> shout out. Right. Shout out. Maryland. Our shout out. Our favorite college player, Bruno Fernandez. Uh, let us know your what boy, though, of the year, uh, whether it be Joe Kim Noah, Bruno Cabocolo, uh, any of the other Grizzlies, um, or uh, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Steph Curry. One last thing we have to do. I don't know if you forgot about it. We have to fantasy. give special love to our fantasy Oh, my king. God, yes. I keep the guy who won. Shout out Super Hippo. And who yep. gets the Shout out boy st- Kyle. The, the mallberries. Starberries. Oh, yeah, the Starberries. Super Hippo, if you're watching this, reach out. You won. You, we came in second place. Dave can't get a Starberries, and uh, we got to ship you some Starberries. You have no idea how upset I am We got to ship you some, some Starberries. You texted us you this morning. I was like, so did Grayson get us a win? I was hopeful. I was Wait, like, Grayson? We don't have Grayson. Yeah, we did. We? Last week, we dropped Gary Harris and picked up Grayson Allen. <laughs> He's not gonna watch. He's not gonna pay attention, Sean. Because Gary Harris was not shooting well and did not have awful. good field goal percentage, but Grayson Allen was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what you get out of Sean. You leave you leave the kids to manage the shop, and this is what you walk back in on. Don't have day jobs because people ruin your dreams. Grayson dropped forty. Kyle, reach out to us on Twitter. Oh, what was his percentage, though? Not we'll get great. You, we'll get you your, 11 of 30, need. I think. That's all we needed, We'll though. get you your Starberries, um, and uh, oh. you're the winner of the— We uh, the line a bunch of times, though. It was 13 to 15, I think. The 2019. Yeah, that might have helped us. We'll get you, we'll get you the uh, 2019 prize. We were second, uh, though. That's not bad. Can I fucking end the segment? No, no I want to keep it going. <laughs> now you know how that feels. So we're going 30 minutes on this shit. Kyle, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we'll get you your prize for being the 2019 champion for the well fantasy done, break. Fat, fa- fantasy fantasy fast break fucking basketball league. Can we cut this? That was no, horrible. No, keep it rolling. <laughs> keep keep it rolling. Fuck it, we'll do it live. All right, yes. whatever. <laughs> Kyle, reach out to us on Twitter. <laughs> but let's move into the final topic. I guess that's really more of the main event. I don't know. That was a 35-minute wet boy. So. I think it's the longest wet boy ever. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump in, though. We'll do our playoff predictions. Uh, we will go starting in round one. Then go to round two, then go to round three, and then uh, do our finals. And uh, it'll all be different, so it might be a little bit tough to keep uh, you know everything straight. But we'll probably, once we get to the second round, we'll keep the descriptions brief and who mm-hmm. we're picking. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, we'll give our finals, and you'll probably realize how everybody got there. Because uh, there is no receding in the NBA playoffs. Uh, it's just yeah. you know, one through eight, out, you go plays uh, four through five. And Do you think yada, they yada, should? Yada, yada. Do you think they should switch that's to that? That's, that's, that's a great topic. That's a great topic for tonight. Random no, I don't, question. I don't think so, though. It doesn't really matter. 1 through 16, baby. Give it to me. I, I, th- I think. Give that's me the 1 through 16. Like, you want, well, how, you how, I know what's funny about that, by the way. I looked at it today. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, we're going there, Sean. The Eastern Conference 1-8 and 2-7 would be the same. Because the Bucks and the Raptors are the two highest. Pistons and the Magic are the two lowest. Gotcha. Uh... But yeah, well, I don't think receding is important at all. Uh, let's jump in. Uh, we'll start with season topic. We'll start Western Conference, and then we'll go to Eastern Conference, uh, and then we'll just bounce back and forth. So we'll start off with the one-eight matchup in the West. We have the Golden State Warriors versus the Los Angeles Clippers. 
I kind of feel bad for the Clippers because it felt like they wanted to tank and they, you know, they did their best. They traded away Tobias, they traded away Bobby, uh, they got rid of, uh, you know, Avery Bradley, I think, as well. They did, yeah. Uh, they got rid of players and they just kept winning. Uh, yeah. That was just due to Lou Williams. That was due to Montrose Harrell. That was due to Danilo Gallinari. Uh, just great, and Patrick Beverly, uh, and great guard play from uh, Shea and uh, yeah. Shamit. Um, they tried their best not to be in this position, but they are in this position, and they're probably going to lose in four games. Uh, is there any way that they don't lose in four games to the Golden State Warriors? It'd be a stretch. If if Steph's still feeling a little weak on the ankle, maybe. You know, that's that's about the only way they can pull it off. They win a game then? Yeah. I'm, okay. At tops, I'm giving them a game, but, like, I'm pretty confident in the four-game sweep on this one. Like, Doc's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but, like, that's that's miracle worker territory if you could mm-hmm. upset this series. This would be, like, you know when we talk about, like, monumental 1-8 upsets? I don't think anything would be more monumental than if this Clippers team of role players upset five fucking all-stars destined I for the finals. 100% agree with you on that. Uh, this would be bigger than... It would be legendary. This would be bigger than... Um, the Grizzlies when they beat it, the Spurs? It's it? bigger than a 116 that, upset I on steroids. the biggest one would be the Warriors over the uh, Mavericks back in 07. Right. Yeah. Um, that was probably the biggest one, at least in recent memory. Uh, that would be... this. The, the Clippers beating the Gold State Warriors would be a bigger than that. Well, we almost had the biggest one when the Bulls went to seven against the Celtics. Not the... Recent one, this was like from what 2008. Derrick Rose was still on the team. We you mean the greatest first out. round of all time? Yes, the one yeah. with the Rondo Rose, like yeah. 1v1, the yep. block. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that, that, that series still gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah, that that would have been the greatest eight over a one. Okay, so so are you also on our side on this one? Oh, Warriors all the way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Warriors might be driving their little convertible all the way to the finals in my in my mind. Um, how big is the Steph injury though in your in your mind? I mean, the dude's ankles are made of glass. I feel bad for him, but like he has this one looked like it was just a small roll, and he tested out again. I think it was just why why go back in the game at that point? So I'm hoping that he's solid. And again, we've seen this team play without him, and they're not. Like, he is definitely their most valuable player as far as that team makeup is concerned. So if he's out for a game because of an injury, that's major. That's absolutely mm-hmm. major. And I think people want to overlook it and be like, but you still have Draymond, Boogie, and um, name, Clay. Clay. Yeah. And KD. Like, yeah, you still have four other amazing players. <laughs> We're going to make you do work on that one. I hate you Dave's guys. like, Line. Dave's like, <laughs> I, was, I was not paying attention. <laughs> Because I thought you would have figured out Clay Thompson's name by now after doing a podcast for four years. What part of names and Dave don't work together? Uh, I mean, Steve Kerr said that he's good. Yeah, he says he's good. But once the ankle gets a tweak, mm -hmm. you know he's going to be a little more careful. And if he's not, it could hurt further. He could get hurt further is my concern. We've seen Steph ankle playoffs Every single year. We, Are you not seen, afraid of this trend? We have seen Steph take first rounds off and then be fine. Like, I think this is the same case where okay. even if he took the first round off, you're well, fine. Come back against the Rockets next round fully healthy, ready to go. Here's what I'll say is he hasn't come back fine. He yeah. hasn't come back as Steph. He hasn't come back mm-hmm. fully healthy and dangerous. That's but the biggest got, thing. And, and that's won. the thing. In the playoffs, they haven't needed that because Kevin Durant just – like, and he's the type of player, and this is what I'm expecting this year – He's going to turn into Kevin Durant. Any shot is his. He can make any shot. He's going to be the guy to lead this King team. Of the yeah, I'm, not, yep. I'm not denying that. They're, they're still the favorites in, in mm-hmm. the finals. But if you do not have Steph and you're going up against a team like Toronto or Milwaukee or Philadelphia or Boston in the finals, 
that is going to be where that's going to hurt. Makes it interesting. Because this is sure. a, a much more deeper team mm-hmm. than the Cavs teams you've been playing. Yeah. Yes, they don't have that star level of, of LeBron James, but they don't. Ha- you it's also don't have that depth away. and that yeah. coaching as well. I mean, they um, also and that could be don't have that the experience of just the finals in general, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the team, too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, Boston's a team that at least, they might not have the exact finals um, experience outside of Kyrie, um, but... I think the biggest thing that they do have is they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Uh, this is a team that is battle-tested. So I, I think the Steph injury is definitely something to watch out for. And if I'm the Warriors, yeah. I just I probably don't even play them for any of these games against the Clippers unless it gets dire. Yeah, um, I don't either. Start the first two games without him and see where, where he's at. Um, Fair if, he, if he wants to play and make sure he's not completely rusty going mm-hmm. against Houston, maybe play him uh, yeah, on I mean, limited minutes. But I would not rush him back until the second round. Yeah, I, I think it's very much go with the flow. Kind of if you guys are up big, just let him sit. Don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Warriors in four? Warriors and four. Steph doesn't play. He'll be fine for round two. Yeah, Warriors and four. Warriors and four. All right, let's move now to the four or five matchup. The Houston Rockets taking on the Utah Jazz. A not a rematch because the uh, Jazz took on the Thunder, but a fil- mm-hmm. familiar position yeah. uh, for the Jazz being in the four or five matchup, like they were last year. They were able to win that matchup last year and move on to the second round. Uh, were they? No, that was they were in the three six matchup, right? I honestly can't remember. All I know it was it was. I remember the OKC versus yeah, Utah and I, Ricky just bragging about Donovan Mitchell Don going Mitch, all baby. over. You know the, the MVP and Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook. But I, it would probably have to be the the three six or it was that, four or five. It was four or five. Mm-hmm. Was then four why five. didn't they play the the Warriors? Because the Warriors weren't none of them. Because the Warriors That's were right. the two seed. Because yeah. the Rockets were. There you go. Makes sense. Uh, I don't know my my basketball. I guess. Uh, but yeah, four or five. You should watch some familiar time, matchup. Sure. Familiar matchup for the uh, Utah Jazz. Uh, Rockets uh, obviously with the. Uh, defending uh, MVP in James Harden. They made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year and made it all the way to Game 7, almost took down the Warriors, and then went 0 of 27 from 3 and had that historic collapse. So is this the year the Rockets get redemption, Ricky? I mean, for me, if you asked me gun to my head, I would pick the Rockets to win the series. But I literally asked Dave before you got here tonight, Sean, I was like, is there a chance the Jazz could upset the Rockets? Like, I know this was a series last year, 4-1 to the Rockets. They moved on easily. They spanked them. But there's just something about this 4-5, maybe because it's a 4-5, and I was mm-hmm. expecting this to be Portland and Utah. And when I saw that Portland jumped up to three, I was like, whoa, yeah, the, I'm getting the, the Rockets The year here. tanking Fiesta was a little annoying in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. We would just say that out loud because that bugged the shit out of me. That teams are just jockeying for position at the last two games, yeah. you know, not playing guys and like, yeah, I was, rosters. I was shocked that the Rockets were in this situation, and I almost was like, could the Jazz upset them, although I would pick the Rockets to win. I said this last year. Yep. I'll say it again. 4-5 yep. or five is not an upset. Change my mind. It's not an upset. I don't care no, about no, the seat. I'm care. just saying, like, the, Everybody was I would, one game. I would I'm say upset. the Jazz, take the seating out. I would say the Jazz in a seven-game series over the Rockets would be an upset. That's what I'm looking at. Like that's fair, but why, why is that an upset? Because I, the I think Rockets are, are very... farly like better team on paper. Like dis- on paper, the Rockets really? run away All with right. this. Yeah. Let's let's break this out a little bit then, because like I think that the Rockets have playoff experience over them. You have Chris mm-hmm. Paul, one of the oldest veteran point guards in the game. Wet Crafty. boy of the year. Uh, you've got the wet boy of the year standing next to him. You've got Clint Capella back again. The whole thing for the Rockets, I could just say the word healthy out loud a bunch of times because that's what they are at the right mm-hmm. time. Like They've struggled the whole season with their health, and yet James Harden willed them to this playoff position. So now as an entire team, 
I, I'd be very if, concerned with that. If we break it down just by at least what these teams, I mean, just like the fundamentals of basketball. Yep. Offense, I'd give to the Houston Rockets, yep. and I don't think that's really close. Defensively, I would give it yeah. to the Jazz, and I don't think it's really that close because you have one of the better defensive players in the league yeah, in I mean, Rudy Gobert. I think that'll be one of the biggest um, matchups, though, is watching Gobert try to shut down the lane from James Harden. Mm-hmm. And and where's the fouls going to come from on the outside? Is he going to be able to get down Mitch reaching? That's going to be really interesting. Well, and I think the biggest question that's going to be up for Quinn Snyder is do you just let James Harden go? And then you just try to shut down everybody else. And I think that's probably much more easier than, you know, hey, let let James Harden drive, but he's going to have to deal with Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And, you know, if he wants to kick out, well, we're going to cover the shooters on the outside. And you have to slow down that outside shooting. And that's what, you know, that's pretty much been the, the, the whole idea of beating the Rockets is just yeah. slow down that, that transition and then also slow down their ability to shoot the, from the outside. Because if you're going to make them play, you know, trading baskets back and forth, I think the, Rock, uh, the Jazz can give them a, a really good uh, go at it, and also you look at the uh, favors and Ingles uh, combo. You can toss in like Jay Crowder, like yeah. yeah. I think they have really good wing talent out there mm-hmm. uh, defensively. So, so and, and I think defensively, I would give it to the Jazz. I mean, coaching, I think I would give it to Quinn Snyder. I think that at least really, I, I think D'Antoni put his guys in the correct system. Yeah. Um, but he has the better talent, and if we're yeah. talking about the consistent job of what you're able to do, I mean, we're talking about the you know James Harden getting the MVP because he took his team from 14 to 4. This Jazz team was not good to start the season. Just very similar to the Rockets, and they're in yeah. a very similar position. This team was able to rally. This team was able to come back, and it was, I think, a lot to do with Quinn Snyder's coaching. And I think that yeah, he, and Donovan Mitchell getting healthy. Yeah, well, but I also think that, that helps, obviously, yeah. when you start healthy. But, but no, I mean, the fact that he played around without having that fully healthy star on his team, I agree. Mm. That definitely takes a lot. So I, I ultimately think talent's going to win out. I ultimately think the speed's going to win out. I, also, mm-hmm. I ultimately think just, you know, the fact having Clint Capella Chris Paul and James Harden is going to win out, but I'm taking the Rockets in seven because yeah. I think that it's it's a very close matchup, and I think that you know the coaching, be it you're splitting hairs, yeah, because um, they're both top ten coaches. Um, but I think ultimately it's just then the star and the extra element, and I would I would give it to the, the Rockets. I'm changing my mind. I'm going with the Jazz. Oh, the reason why the five seed in the West has won every single game. The last four seed to win, 2011. I did not and know the first that. round. That's pretty impressive. Like the last. Why? Why is why? Why want to just break though? It could always break. I, it can, but random superstitions. I look man. at like, mm-hmm. and I'm that kind of guy. Where so in 2011, it was Oklahoma City beat Denver four to one. But like as opposed at, to Oklahoma Township. Yeah, Oklahoma <laughs> Township. But like ever since then, it was in 2012. You had the Clippers beating Memphis. The last two years. The Jazz have been that fifth seed, Mm -hmm. and they've beaten Oklahoma City and I think it was the Clippers two years ago. So this is a team familiar with this situation. I mean, Memphis over the Clippers. I mean, it could could mostly be because the Clippers were in that four (laughs) matchup. Um, But like Portland over Houston, like Houston lost in that four spot. Although I might be wrong, I am going to go with history here. Five over a four, Jazz move on to play the Warriors. That's what I don't think. Again, it's an upset because history is on your side for it mm-hmm. not being an upset. I'm going Houston in six. It's like an eight nine flip coin. My six. I feel like I like the wing talent. I think Joe Ingles has come on as of late as a point forward really well. Um, he he's tossing it dimes out there like crazy, and them being able to do that gives them a whole lot more options with that second unit because you can have him out there directing traffic. I get the 
I get having the playoffs, you're mostly relying on that starting five to play the majority of the minutes, but those five minutes that are off the court, those six minutes, it makes a world of difference. You look at the on-off numbers going back to last year in LeBron James. Mm-hmm. We're incredible how terrible this team is without him. So I think if you you know can take away your best player in either Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell and still have a group out there that can still facilitate, move the ball around, and score, that's it, it, they deserve credit, and that's why I think two games they could easily win. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be probably the closest matchup uh, from all of these first-round matchups. Would you agree with that? Or would you in the to, West? Yeah, in the West. Uh, or would you give it to Portland, Oklahoma City? Portland, OKC, clown fiesta. That that matchup is going to be bizarre. I think I, I look forward to that because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of OKC. Mm-hmm. Their their talent has been so off the walls mm-hmm. in the last month. And Portland, obviously, with the Nurkic injury, but like they've had their uh, late, late year pickups in Rodney Hood and... Uh, Seth Curry just shooting lights out. Which one do you think is closer though, the, the Houston Utah or the? Portland? I think Houston OKC. Utah is probably going to be closer. I just don't know what to expect out of the Portland OKC. Like that could be a four zero for all okay. I know. But Houston, I think Houston Utah, you're going to get your games worth out of those. Houston in seven. I'm going to go Jazz in. Jazz in seven. If they if the Jazz win, it's going to be in seven. All right, Houston six. All right, and then you should, let's talk about this Kong Car Fiesta mm-hmm. talk that you have. Uh, Portland obviously got upset last year by the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. It was they also a 3-6 matchup. They got absolutely smoked yep. uh, by Elvin Gentry and his big old guards. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we look at OKC, they lost to the Utah Jazz. Um, and we obviously know Russ blew up um, in that final game. Yeah. Uh, that was just a rough game uh, between Utah and, and OKC in, in last year's playoff. Um, but we obviously had the setup that you said, erratic talent from the Oklahoma City Thunder late in the season. We look at Portland. They haven't been healthy. You look at uh, CJ McCollum missing a lot of games near the end of the season. You look at Ner- Yusuf Nurkic, very unfortunate injury. Yeah. This is These are two teams that, you know, look on paper, like Portland are, is a team that we did not have the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, any of us, preseason. And we said, probably going to bite us in the ass because they're a really good regular oh, season team. Um, yeah. But OKC was a team that we always said, like, this is a team that could probably take down the Warriors because they have the talent, um, but clearly it hasn't been consistent. So what are your thoughts going into this matchup? I think that this matchup is entirely dependent on how well Dame can carry this team because that that's basically it's he is hero ball he is everything about what you want in a point guard personified he's under the shadow of Steph Curry but like when you talk about the best pure point guards in the league like he is right up there mm-hmm. I think that his matchup versus probably I don't know if I don't know if Russ is going to be on him all the time mm, but PG bite I no no I would not put PG on him but regardless I I think that. That matchup, whether it's Russ or whether they put uh, Terrence Ferguson, who's been playing pretty well, def- pretty well defensively, um, but I just think he's he's a young kid and he's going to bite on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And Damian has amazing handles, so they're that matchup's going to be disgusting. And it's basically can he get to the lane and is Stephen Adams going to be a stopper or is he going to be able to abuse him on the outside over younger guards with Terrence Ferguson coming off the pick and rolls from like Mo Harkless. And guys like that, and getting those shots, because that's really what's done it for them in those last month mm-hmm. is the outside shooting. And I think that that's the key to their success. And you look at OKC, and you're like, they just have a bunch of athletic wings. Like maybe that matches up really well for them. Yeah. But they're so well, wildly inconsistent with their shooting. And they're missing one of them too. And in, in Roberson, obviously, yeah. he was not a shooter at all. But I mean, you would this this series would be very interesting to see if he was able to come back at the end of the regular season oh, and yeah. able to return the season uh, to play for them because defensively. They're already a great team, but mm-hmm. you know, inconsistent scoring has just been the the, the name of the game yeah. uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's something that we'll get into uh, in the mock draft uh, on Saturday, um, where I have the best offensive player in the uh, the nation, Nas Reed, going to them again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look at OKC, I just find that the star power is going to win out again. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying Dame's not a star. I'm not saying CJ's not a star. Yeah. Uh, but you have Russell Westbrook, a former MVP. You have Paul George, who at his peak powers this year was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. And I think that you also have Steven Adams and the lack of use of Nurkic down there is going to open up all of that shooting. They might yeah. not be consistent, but I think they'll be able to hit enough throughout this this contest. And the defense as a team is still there. They might not be able to slow down Dame. They might not be able to slow down CJ McCollum. But we saw last year that if you're just letting one of those guys score, and it was CJ doing the brunt of the scoring last year, yeah. uh, if one of those guys is just doing the scoring, you can shut them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they had Nurkic. So it's going to be even more harder yeah, for Yeah, if they're CJ forcing to Cantor to be out there for long minutes. Mm-hmm. But so, the interesting thing about that, Cantor, who do you used to play for, going up against his old team, the New York Knicks, and no, technically true, Nick. Um, but going up against an old team in it's the not Thunder, the this round. that's the thing I look at. Did it make the playoffs? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not in the West. Maybe next year. Maybe next when year. they get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The thing that's that I, I'm the thing that I look <laughs> Magic at Johnson is the, the is the Yusef Nurkic injury and how yeah. is that going to play dividends to or not dividends? How is that going to affect yeah. the Trailblazers? Because with me, you asked which is the closer series. To me, if it goes the furthest, like any normal series going seven, this goes six and a Thunder win. Like that is like, oh my god, what went wrong for the Thunder? Mm. For me, I think this ends in five. Like. I'll give the Blazers one game because the Thunder, I think they'll have like a hiccup game. They'll probably win game one, Portland wins game two, and then boom, three games, boom, 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 to the Thunder to wrap things up. I don't think this is going to be close. I think that Paul, George, and Russ are going to get it done, and we're looking back at Portland like Dame did great, but he didn't have the help around him, especially with the Nurkic injury with Steven Adams and what he's going to be able to do down low. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in agreement with you. Um, I look at Portland not having enough to win the series. However, I don't think Oklahoma will do enough to close the series in five. I have them winning in six just because we talk about Paul George not being a closer. Yeah. Um, he's kind of changed that this year. He has he's had hit, a couple game winners. He's hit two, yeah. I think. Except for um, when he plays the Bulls. Yeah. yeah he, he <laughs> or any other us. team besides the two that he hit this year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really feel like this is a team that's going to be able to close out strong. They don't have the coaching to close out strong as well. No, no, um no. And I think Terry Stotts, while he has had some mishaps in the playoffs, I think he's shown enough in the regular season with the lack of talent um, to a uh, lack of talent compared to you know typical playoff teams um, to get a, to get enough out of his team. So I think that Oklahoma City wins this in six, just because this is a team that still has that star power. They still have the defensive abilities similar to what the Pelicans did last year. Yeah, um, and they, they they just are healthier. And that's the biggest thing that this comes down to is Portland's unhealthy. If Nurkic was healthy, maybe this goes to seven. Mm-hmm. And I think Portland has a really good shot at, I think at if taking it, this series. I think if but, Nurkic is healthy, I'm taking Portland. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, think I can't it's much trust closer. OKC. I, I can't, but you, can you trust Portland? Yes. And Ow. it's weird because I know they haven't made it out of the first round. They're, they're, yeah. They've just been awful in the playoffs. But I've got, I've got like that weird feeling like Dame and CJ are turning the corner. At this point in their careers, and I know everybody wanted to ship Dame out to L.A. this year already, but that wasn't really Portland people. That was just the media in general. I think that this team sort of has like a specialness to it. That's why I was so bummed out when mm-hmm. Yusuf went out. I'm I'm going to take OKC in seven. Sean, I think you nailed it with the lack of the ability to close out games. Super sketchy. Rusk is going to be running around like like crazy. So defensively, I don't know how much effort he can put in. I mean, 
Russ is going 110 every time he gets the ball, but at some point that's just not enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm taking OKC. They're just wildly inconsistent, so I'm, I'm just hedging my bet at seven games. That's fair. Um, what I, I'm going to bring up about Portland, I know this is different teams, but uh, since the turn of the century, uh, 2000 to 2001, uh, they have only made it to the uh, second round twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're talking about the Dame era, 2013-2014, uh, they have made it to, that. those are when they made it to second round. Uh, but they are uh, th- uh, two and three yeah. in the first round, and they have lost eight straight first round games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that with the Nurkic thing that I, I will look to uh, is maybe Terry Stotts tries to ramp up the uh, pace of play uh, because Dame is a, a very quick player, and we yeah. know what guards can do in in great spacing. So if they try to speed up the game with Nurkic being out, because I think that's one thing that has slowed them down, uh, is Nurkic Zach Collins being a can bit run slower. too. Yeah, I, I think that this was an idea I had back about a month ago. Uh, was if you crank up the pace of play, what would he do? And per 100 possessions, he's averaging 36, 9 assists, uh, 6.1 boards. Uh, he shoots 45% from the field, 37 from 3, 90% from the line. Um, and this is a team that's like uh, 26th in the league in pace. So what if they crank up the pace? Um, I would be interested to see if they you know get two games in and they start losing those games. If Terry Stotts looks to push the pace just a little bit more, but can you uh, match the pace of OKC? Like that's a team that they intentionally set up rebounds for Russ to get going, mm-hmm. get that offense clicking quickly. They are very good in the fast break. Like I, I don't know that that might be playing into the game, but also yeah. it might be unexpected, so they don't really have an answer because it might bring Stephen Adams off the court. They might have to go smaller. It'd be it, interesting if it was San Antonio, then maybe that would be the the play. But that's a good point. That yeah, they, you know, Oklahoma City's already a fast team. Um, any final thoughts? No, I think this is going to be. I if I had to put it final, thunder and five. Thunder and five. I'm going thunder and seven. Thunder and six. Uh, but we still got the uh, boys from OKC. Moving on to yep. the second round. Let's move to my guys. I said top three finish for the Denver Nuggets. I said top three finish in MVP voting for Nikola Jokic. That one's probably not going to happen. Yep. Uh, yep. But 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 the Denver Nuggets are the second seed. Who's in number the three then in the MVP voting? If it's not Jokic, uh, James Harden. Giannis. Mm-hmm. Is it PG? Paul George. It, it sucks, but it's Paul George. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I'm not, I don't want to say my actual answer. Because uh, he's still putting his... He's going to put Jokic at three. <laughs> Joel, Joel Embiid. Oh, oh that's no! Probably. Hi, Jake. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> Hi, Jake. He's just putting this on replay over and over for Sean. I don't think he's the best center, but I think Jokic... Needs okay. to okay. step up more. Anyways, uh, that's what this podcast needs—a good cat versus Joel and bead debate. <laughs> Denver versus San Antonio. Denver uh, finally making the playoffs. They just missed it by a game last year, and San Antonio back again. Uh, Greg Popovich, working magic, just won't uh, die. We'll see what Demar Derozan could do in a different uniform. Uh, but you're going up against a very young Denver team that is very hungry. Mm-hmm. What are you guys' thoughts on the series, Ricky? I almost want to pick the Spurs, but I won't. Right? It's a veteran savvy. Well, and that's it. Like, this Nugget team, they have, if I look at both of the teams, I know that the Spurs have DeMar DeRozan. I know that the Spurs have uh, Popovich Aldridge. and LaMarcus Aldridge. But Denver, to me, is a more talented team. I will take the talent on the Nuggets 10 out of 10 days before I pick the Spurs, but it's just that veteranness of Pop has been here before. Demar, or not Demarcus, um, Demar has, although different uniform, like Sean said, has been in playoffs and doesn't have to play LeBron, so maybe that'll That's help true. him. I almost was like, "Hey, Spurs in six, but no, I'm going to go Nuggets in six. I, I think 
looking at it, you're right. On paper, it could be closer, and I think the Nuggets are playing with house money. Uh, this is very much a team that, hey, they're a young team. House money. They made the playoffs. <laughs> they made the two seed of all things. Good. And look at what they're getting next year. And they're this getting Michael Porter Jr. More experience gets that. Yeah. Uh, I, I am going to give them the edge, though. I think system-wise, they've they've got the golden key with Nikola Jokic. Like, he makes that team run. Their outside shootings impactful most nights. So, all things considered, I think the Spurs slow pace plays right into their system. It works out well. I think it's just a bad matchup for the Spurs. Well, that's the thing is I think it's a bad matchup for the Spurs, but I also think that they're – I understand where you guys are coming from, that it could be a nightmare matchup for the, the Nuggets. In, in yeah, way, or like It could be a trap because – Inexperience is a bitch. Because you have playoffs. a guy in DeMar DeRozan who could take over a game. You have a guy in LaMarcus Aldridge who can go after Nikola Jokic defensively. And then you have guys who can play defense well, like Derek Young, uh, Derek, not Derek Young, uh, Derek White on the outside, mm-hmm. um, and and Rudy Gay can take over a game as well offensively. Um, I think the big thing for the Spurs that I look at is just like, what if you had Dejounte Murray? And if they had Dejounte Murray, I think the series is completely different. Um, yeah. So because I mean, you have that guard play as well to play great defense, um, but they don't have him. And I think the biggest thing for the, the <laughs> but Nuggets, they don't have. But I think the biggest thing for the Nuggets is the fact that this team's going to be like a kid on Red Bull. Mm-hmm. They're going to be jacked up. They're going to be ready to go. And I think that Mike Malone is a very, very good coach. And I think that, you know, it, you know he's no Popovich mm-hmm. by any means. Um, but I think that we have seen Pop be beat before, and Pop doesn't have the talent, I think, uh, to, to win this out. Because although Malarcus might be able to attack uh, Jokic on, on the offensive end, Jokic can give it right back to him. Yeah. Um, and he'll be able to use space and passing and, and cuts and, and just to really pick this team apart. And, you know, San Antonio is a fantastic defensive team. We know this. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just the fact that this team is so much younger. They're so much quicker. And we see in today's NBA that if you play quick enough, if you play fast enough, if you play smart enough, and they shoot which the Denver three does, ball. Which, mm. yeah, which Denver does. They don't turn the ball over and they, you know, they, they are a great three point shooting team. They can win the series, and that's why I'm picking Denver in five. I think San Antonio gets one at home. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I'll agree with you. I'll go Denver in five as well. You know what? I'll backtrack. Denver in five, not six. Nice. Nice. I, nice. I said that six. You guys are believing af- me. Well, and after I said Believe it, I'm like, in Denver. I'm not really confident in that, so I'll say in five. And well, the, even though I kind of want to say four. questionable playoffs in the past. That sort yeah. of mm-hmm. also leads into it. Well, and the big reason why I'm giving them uh, Denver in five is because i got to give one game to pop for respect. Yeah, sure. Um, well, let's move now to the Eastern Conference. We've got Milwaukee mm-hmm. and Detroit in round one. Uh, Milwaukee last year haven't been able to get past uh, the first round. Uh, a lot of close series in, in the past, but now they're the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And Detroit back uh, now with a new face in Blake Griffin. Last time they were here, they lost in four to the number one seeded Cleveland Cavaliers. Which we praised them far too highly for. It was mm-hmm. a very close series. Very uh, close. They lost all of those games very closely. Um, maybe it was just because those Cavs teams sucked and LeBron James was carrying uh, some Very garbage. Very much similar to the Pacers, you know? Yes. Um, but the Cavs didn't <laughs> lose three games. They, they swept them. Yeah. Let's look at this Milwaukee-Detroit series. How quick does it end? Very quick because well, Blake's hurt. Yep. Can I ask this question instead? Sure. And this is just for the East. Sure. Which of the lower-seeded teams, so Pistons, Pacers, Nets, and Magic, which one has the highest percent chance of moving on? Because we'll, we'll if talk I, about that when we cover well, each matchup. I, I get that, but like for me, this is something like the Eastern Conference in general has mm-hmm. been, and I'm looking back, I've gone three so far. Top seeds move on, top seeds move on, top seeds move on to where 
I'm almost like this is the division where it's like, well, that was fun. All right, conference. Well, this is fun. Top four teams move on, and it's just clean chalk where the West is more of like, hey, maybe the five wins, maybe the six wins. Like the last team that was not a one, two, three, or four to advance in the East was Washington when they swept Toronto in 2015. Yeah, that brought some bad That was a five over four. What? And that was a five. That was over a five four, over a four. Which in my book is yeah. not enough. But still, is not one through four. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. even even the ones that happen mm-hmm. have not been an upset. Um, yeah, I, I don't. If there's gonna be any team that's gonna do it, it's gonna be the five seed Indiana. Uh, that's the team that I thought was gonna mm-hmm. go to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals before Victor Oladipo got hurt. Um, and yet they still are a five seed in the fucking East. Yeah, and that's just credit to and, how good they're And here's the thing: is if uh, Brooklyn was uh, at, you know playing Boston. I would also say Brooklyn, but I don't think Brooklyn could beat Philadelphia. So it's yeah. just like the two teams I think are possible just have bad matchups in yeah, I, and Brooklyn. I feel the worst for Brooklyn. And that's because like the everything laid out and I'm like, ooh, Brooklyn could be oh wait. Dave, I'll let you say the um analogy you were gonna use for the seventy sixers, but nope, it's like not oh, saying that. well, great. They have everything. Like they have all of their players and they're none of them are gonna be sitting, so the Nets have no chance of moving on. Yeah, sucker got no chance. Um, no chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I don't really feel bad for Brooklyn just because they managed the playoffs. Good for them. Fuck. I mean, they're still young. Yeah, but like, was hurt for the majority of the like, season. Like you just said, they're all upside. Let's go Brooklyn. Unfortunately, like, they're going to pay a lot of money for D'Lo, but who cares? Not spending on anybody else. But yeah. like you just said, if they Kevin were playing Durant. maybe Boston instead, I may be looking at going, man, that could be a sneaky one to move on. Because Boston is banged up. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm taking Milwaukee in four. Milwaukee four. Chalk. Yep. Uh, Detroit, we love you. We love Blake, but Blake's got a banged up knee, and the only way you win that series is if Blake goes. I mean, God, Kennard has been like bringing up the level play. Look, he's no Donovan Mitchell who's taken after him, but Luke Kennard. Dave, Luke Kennard. Do you think Luke Kennard can can beat the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah. In a seven-game series. Luke Kennard cannot. No. Luke Kennard. No, he can't. <laughs> he cannot. No matter how good he's playing. I don't care. I just not, want to give him a shout-out. It's shout not going to be Blake Griffin and Luke Kennard. It's going to be that weird Batman and Robin taking down the Bucks. Hell yeah. I think it's been fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move now to, uh, let's see, uh, the Boston-Indiana matchup. This is probably the closest one that we talked about, obviously. Uh, Boston injured. They have uh, Marcus Smart uh, banged up. He might miss... The first All, and the second yeah, round, maybe. Yeah, might miss a lot of time. Uh, he's 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 got a it was someone with his knee, I believe. Um, but he went for an MRI, got screwed up on Sunday, and he, he will not be for this series for sure. Um, Boston's taking on Indiana. Indiana obviously lost uh, uh, Victor Oladipo early in the season, but this team has continued on. Uh, yeah. The fact that they're still five is uh, a, a huge credit to. Uh, the players on this team, like Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, Miles Turner, Demontis Sabonis, uh, and also to Nate, McN- Nate McMillan for just keeping yeah. up uh, spirits and, and the temperament in that locker room for Indiana. So looking at this, what are Indiana's keys to a victory in this series? Consistency. Happy, healthy Gordon Hayward wins game. So like mm-hmm. it's, it's about using that wing depth to your advantage and not choking yourself out at some point because I think that was a lot of problem was trying to find playing time for everyone and then on top of that, okay, we can get everybody their minutes, but they're not in the right lineups together. It was like jumbled mm-hmm. up mess. Um, I think as the year went on, they started to find what uh, pairings and groupings of players worked well together, which, you know, it's regular season. They had time to do that in the East. 
Uh, but Gordon Hayward has kind of hit his stride very late in the season, which is fantastic for them. And like I predicted when we were doing our video with Jake, mm-hmm. and I chose the Boston Celtics, I do believe in them. And I think that it, it's it's all about that wing depth that is just going to take over. Mm-hmm. And for me, I kind of look at it, it's kind of two things. One, for the Pacers, someone needs to step up. Vic ain't going to be there. Somebody needs to be the go-to guy. Kind of like how when the Pacers played the Cavs, and I thought that, ooh, maybe we could get an upset here when it was um, uh, Boyan was the guy who I even said that wrong, I Boyan. think. Boyan. Um, was the guy that was like, oh, he's playing up right now with Vic. He absolutely did play up. I Somebody needs to do that. He's Otherwise, that it's the other thing is, like Dave said, Gordon Hayward, especially when I'm coming off the bench, like that has been golden. Yeah. For well, the Celtics, and you need an answer for they him. Coming might be off the bench. moving him to the starting lineup, though. Maybe with, with Marcus Smart. Um, I mean, and, you and got Jalen Brown and Scary Terry, who could get opportunities too because of this injury. Yeah, I mean, they're just—they're really—they have such depth that I don't know that the Pacers have an answer. The mm-hmm. Pacers absolutely will own them in the front court, though. That is going to mm-hmm. be their answer. Like, if the Pacers can abuse with Sabonis and Turner, I know they don't work great together, but individually, those two guys working against Horford. That's their best chance. And Horford, who cannot be on the floor too long yeah. anymore. And and he's not a workhorse like he used to be. Yeah. Um, and that's something that they can't. With that youth and energy, they can't take advantage. And one thing I want to do, do is give credit to Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, you're saying he needs to step up. Dude's been stepping yeah. up since mm-hmm. uh, January 26, when Vic went out. He's been averaging 20 points per game, four boards, two and a half assists, shooting 50% from the field, 41% from three, and basically 80% from the line, 79.2%. With he a is, single block Yes, with, with a, this season. With Oh, with a single block this season. Uh, with almost a, a single steal per game. Oh. Uh, I didn't know he had a one single block this whole season. Yeah, he uh, he set the record, I think, for the tallest player to go blockless, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was him it versus like Bugsy Bogues. Nice. Yeah, it was. It's sort of embarrassing after a while. He got out against Detroit, like barely at, right at the end of the exactly. season. Exactly, yeah, he just inked uh, it out. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, he he's been stepping up, and, and Boyan, I think that he can be the scoring, and you know, a Turner and and Sabonis can open up things down low. Yeah, um, and you know they could score uh, you know a decent amount too. I mean, Turner is a naturally gifted offensive player. Um, he's been better defensively. Yeah, uh, weirdly, you sure. thought he was going to come in and be an offensive stud. He was stretching out uh, to start his career. Um, and Sabonis is a guy with energy. He's going to fight hard down yeah. low. He's got a um, motor for days. Yeah, so I, I think it's an interesting matchup, and I think that's why this is going to go to seven, but ultimately it's the depth and it's the coaching uh, for Boston that's yeah. going to give them a seven-game series win. I'm going six. I, I, I think just Boston has so much talent because you still got Kyrie Irving on top of all that. Like They've got we, we, we mm-hmm. have four wings who are all talented, and then you just have one of the clutchest shooters in NBA history. I uh, Six. Give me six. I, I love Indy. And I, I hope that they have a great run, but I, I just think Boston has so much talent. Spot on. I mean, even last year, just the I think about that series against the Bucks and how it went to seven. Mm-hmm. I think that the Celtics have a similar series here where it's not going to go to seven, but they'll have a lapse in at least two games. Pacers will play up, get the better end of them, but in the end, Boston should have enough to win four games first and move on to play the Bucs in the second round. I mean, I honestly could see it going five as well, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I'm hoping Indy gives them a good match. 
Mm-hmm. I, I I think Indy will give them a good match. I mean, let's look at last year. They gave the Cavs a good match in the same matchup, a four or five matchup. Yeah. Uh, they they took them to seven. That was with Oladipo, but I mean, Boyan was the one that stepped up big time in that series, and uh, I think he'll have to do that again, which I think he will because he is also on a uh, contract here. Yeah. Uh, Boyan's about he to get paid. Yeah. Uh, it'll be I interesting to see Le- what happened. LeBron. He, you think LeBron wants him? He's a LeBron stopper. It fits the trend, right? Oh wait, no. <laughs> well, and from Indiana, so it'd be like Lance, mm-hmm. uh, but better. But like Magic Johnson's gone, so maybe that's the strategy got thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> he won't be here. I'm, not, I'm actually saying like that would actually be a really good fit with LeBron. I'm mm-hmm. just not sure how much money I would pay Boyan. I uh, that's where I was. That's the question. Right now he's how making ten, and he's worth maybe sixteen to twenty. Maybe? I was gonna say twenty. Yeah. I think I mean this is kind of a weak free agency class outside of Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, so Jimmy heavy. Butler, Kawhi Leonard. Um, yeah, it's, it's top it's, heavy. That's what I should it's say. It's so top heavy. Um, there's a lot of free agents. I, for some reason, crazy. I thought the top free agent was Chris Med. You can um, just keep talking. Like, there's literally so many free agents this year. It's not even funny. Yeah. So Boyan, uh, sixteen to twenty, absolutely fair for him. He deserves probably closer to the top end because of his performance this year and his shooting consistency has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll take Boston seven. You'll take Boston six. You'll take Boston six. Boston six. All right. Let's move now to the uh, Philadelphia Brooklyn matchup. Um, anything big stand out to you on on the, in this matchup? I, I just really look at this as long as Embiid's healthy, which is a big if. Yep. Um, they're going to win this one in in, in five. Yeah. If Dave won't say it, I will. Dave, while we were out to dinner, said that Seventy Sixers were like Exodia. If you have all the pieces, you're going to win. fuck is Exodia? You, We're going Yu-Gi-Oh, man. Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Jesus Christ. So, Sean, just, so, just so you know, Exodia was five different cards. You put them together, and you win the game. That's what Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid are. You have all of them on the court. You win this series. Sweep for the 76ers. I mean, are they all going to be healthy? Uh, you don't know. That's why I got I got the Nets stealing one. Sean, what the hell? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's nice to have a point guard who can shoot three pointers. I, I think that can be acknowledged, right, are you, guys? Are you looking it up? What? Are you looking it up? Exodia. I thought you were looking Exodia. No, I don't care. Okay. He literally moved on as soon <laughs> yeah. as you mentioned Sean's Exodia. Like, whatever. He's like, literally. I've got other things to do here. But you know, I, I, Brooklyn has a point guard who can shoot three pointers. I'm just going to asterisk that one as a big win for their <laughs> column. Uh, but no, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to pick Brooklyn, st- but you can't. I can't. You can't pick Brooklyn. <laughs> the biggest thing that steps out to me, at least for Philadelphia, that's going to worry me is we, we talked about how big the Tobias uh, Harris trade was, um, but he hasn't really been consistent. And I think that's the His biggest thing. His shooting's been horrible. Actually. 27% uh, in the past 19 games from three, um, which is concerning. Hey, it can always flip around if you get some open looks. Um, and in total, he's been shooting fine yeah. from the field uh, 43% and 45% from the line. So. I mean, there there is a spot there that he can flip it around, but that, I think that's going to be the biggest key for the 76ers is flipping that switch uh, for Tobias Harris because if they have that starting five out there and they're all clicking, this is one of the most dangerous teams in in, in the playoffs this year. Um, I would probably put them, if they're all clicking, probably as the th- third, or third, most dangerous, be, yeah. third most dangerous behind the Warriors and Bucks. Um, I think they can be at their peak ah, more dangerous Bucks, than the Raptors. So. Me. What's that? I think the I think the Houston Rockets are a bit more dangerous, but that's just me. What makes them more dangerous? Than the Bucks? Yeah. James Harden, Chris Paul, and Clint Capella beat out Giannis and a bunch of guys. Oh, than the Bucks. Yeah, that's because you mentioned. What do you think about the Sixers Rockets? That would be dope. Um Who's more dangerous? I almost want to give it to the Rockets purely because of the three ball. Like mm-hmm. their system works, and we've yet to see the 76ers get coached into a situation where 
they can actually win a series because like they 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 fill the paint so much and I wonder that would be an interesting one. I don't yeah. want to yeah. All right. That'd be interesting. So, I'll take Philly in 5. I'm going Philly in 5. Do you think we see Zaire Smith? We saw him at the end of the season play. He looked like he's knocking off some rust. I kind of like him, but I I feel like it would be a very Brent Brown thing to just not play him. Uh I think the biggest thing was that Markel didn't have the ability to shoot from the outside. Um, and also, he was, it was, I, I think it's different because Markel seems to have some mental, but I mean, he mental played up struggles through the end of the season. And then it was just like, yeah. cold stop. Yeah, I, I think, well, and also, Joe was hurt at the end of those 15 games. So they yeah. needed to put him in. I, I think Zaire might. Fit in easier than Mark Held at the okay. end of the season, That's so right. I could yeah. see I could see Zaire out there. Uh, Sixers and four. Okay, this is going to be a clean sweep. Nice. I just I, I feel I, I like it's kind of like the Popovich thing, but the yeah. opposite. I just like Brooklyn, so I want to give them a win. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move now to Toronto versus Orlando. Uh, our favorite team, the Orlando Magic, making the playoffs mm-hmm. as the seventh seed, uh, going up against the Toronto Raptors with the new look uh, Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam leading the pack. Um, what's the what's the outlook on this one? I'm saying Raptors in five. I want to say Raptors in four. I mean, I kind of want to give the Magic a game. I just the Raptors to me, I feel like are the better team. Duh, that's why they're the two over the seven. I just don't think that. I think they're going to come ready to play, prove people wrong, show up in this first round. Then let's see what they do against the Sixers in the second round. Double not so fast, guys. Think about this. The Magic. Think about the hottest the team in the East for the second half of the season. It's the Orlando Magic. Bet mm-hmm. you didn't know that. One of the best defensive teams. <laughs> Do you even watch pros? <laughs> Do you even watch pros? One of the best defensive teams during that stretch as well. Keeping the turnovers limited. Keep the ball in their hands. Terrence Ross has been a supernova of offense. Love that. <laughs> you can't even give a straight face, you dork. <laughs> You picking the magic or what? No, God no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> First wet boys, now this. I'm having a good night tonight. Uh, I'll take the rad person like six. Uh, but I, I think six. I really do. Six. Think, yeah. What? Yeah. Kawhi's not playing all six games. <laughs> you think they're going to bench him for rest? <laughs> the man hasn't played six straight games all season. Oh, what boy. makes you start now? Oh boy. No, I don't know. Maybe it's the playoffs. Here's no, the, here's, just, here's uh, look, the better they question. They actually do. If you look at the stats, I know regular season games don't count, but like if you look at the numbers from the regular season, the matchups are actually really interesting because Kawhi and Pascal were both held to like under thirty five or thirty six percent shooting from the field in both of those matchups. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's a little worrying because Jonathan Isaac's defense is is just fantastic. Mm. You have a great offensive player in Vucevic, who people don't give him any credit for his defense. He's actually not a bad defender. I think that Aaron Gordon has become is becoming more of what we'd hoped as a well-rounded player, not just a uh, dunk guy. ESPN Sports Center, you know, top ten yeah. dunks. So I like I like the team, and I think their defense is fantastic. But the Raptors are just so fucking talented. So I, I want to give you your credit, Orlando. Your your team is fun. I, I I I'm not being mean or sarcastic in that at all. But you will probably not win this series. It's very unlikely. Here's what I will. You'd say with this, I love the Orlando Magic. 
um, just from an outside perspective. I hope they win uh, because it would be so much just oh my god, you imagine coming that? back at me. Um, I would laugh my ass off if they won it, and I'd be so happy. Not just only for their that, fans. but like um, Kawhi's gone. Like you just yeah, <laughs> you just vanquished Kawhi from the Eastern Conference in a single series. What if it's a thing too, where they like Poof. the Orlando, the Orlando him. Magic, the magic. Like, gain his powers? Oh my god! Uh, like he signs Kali the Orlando Mon. Magic because they see how like dangerous <laughs> Eats they are. The heart. Um, not gonna happen, but um, I, I find it. I, I just I, I think it'd be very just it would be crazy if the Orlando Magic won. Uh, the reason why they're Who's not getting? going to though. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. going to get a Kali Ma reference on the podcast. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series. It's not even close. Really? Uh, car- no, I'm just a career uh, average uh, throughout the playoffs of a 121 offensive rating and 102 defensive rating. Uh, if you don't know anything it's, about those, it's, it's, it's good, um, to say the least. Uh, yep. He led uh, Last time he was in the playoffs, he led the, uh, the league uh, in win shares per 48 um, uh, with uh, .314. Um, and he also was the leader in Purr with 31.5. Uh, he also had a true shooting of 67.2 uh, back in those 2016-2017 playoffs. So he um, also single-handedly took a game off the Warriors. Yeah, he was he was finding his own way in that year, and I think now is the time for him to turn it back up. And he had this time to rest. He had this time to develop even into a bigger monster. And per 36 minutes that year, um, he averaged 27 points, 8 boards, 4.6 assists, 1.7 steals, a half a block a game, shooting 52% from the field, 45% from three, and 93.1% from the line. If he does that again, Incredible. this team will go to the finals. And I think that he does have that ability to turn it up to that level. And I think that with the players around him, like Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, Mark Gasol, uh, Jeremy Lin, if he ever learns how to play basketball again. Um, yeah, that's that's been a weird one for them. Uh, Danny Green as well. Um, Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, this is a big one, and I think I think the, the, the Raptors win this in five. Yeah, I think Raptors in four. Mm-hmm. I think this is another sweep, and this is going to be a very, almost very boring Eastern Conference. Did you say sweep? Sweep. sweep. It sounds like you said sweep. I might have. I don't know. Is it's sweep. Late, man. Um, let's go to the uh, Western right Conference. No uh, Hopefully, you guys remember your playoff uh, matchups. Just I do. Give your playoff matchup. Give your winner and how many games, and say why if you feel if it's necessary. I'm going to say Golden State in. Four over, over the Jazz. Over the Jazz, okay. Uh, and then what's your other one? Uh, poor, no, not Portland. It's going to be the Thunder in six over the Nuggets. Okay. I'm going Warriors over the Rockets in seven because I want seven more games of that. <laughs> and OKC is going to beat your Nuggets in six. I'm, I like long playoffs, man. I know we never get them, but I like long playoffs. What's up with the Denver stuff? Why, why why OKC over Denver? I You're talking about weird, the, they're not being able weird... to consistently not able to close. Denver is a thing that they don't rely on their star, is it? and he can turn it up any single night. I just have a weird feeling that the Thunder are going to turn it on. Okay. I have a weird feeling that Denver owns, like, I'm sorry, OKC owns Denver. Like, right. it's just, it's in my head. Um, we'll feeling. see. We'll see. I will take Golden State in six. Um, I think that Steph won't play that first round. And that will just make it obviously easier for them to mm-hmm. then combat the Houston Rockets. If Steph's on, that negates Chris Paul. Steph Curry's better than Chris Paul. Um, James Harden is worse than uh, Kevin Durant. DeMarcus Cousins say. is better than um, Clint Capella and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson just are extras on there. And that's crazy to say. Um, yeah, and, it is. Uh, one thing, too, I think since the All-Star break, uh, the starting five of the Warriors um, of DeMarcus Draymond, Clay, and Steph, and KD are one of the better defensive uh, 
lineups out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the stat I saw. I think they hold uh, opponents to 98.4 points per game uh, when th- those starting five are out there. So uh, that's been a big thing uh, that I look for uh, for the um, for the Warriors to win this matchup. And going to the other one, the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the uh, Dal- uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Dave, with they're four now. Yeah, yeah with this with this whole thing. <laughs> I had a completely for the flipped. Oklahoma City own- owning the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Denver Nuggets swept their ass. Um, in the regular season, 4-0. I will take Denver in 7. Um, I think it will be a close series just because, you know, beating a team eight times in a in a, in a, in a, yep. in a year is very tough, especially a playoff team like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, but I think Denver having home court will give them that edge. I think that they will be able to defend home court. And I think the biggest thing is that there isn't a center or an offensive monster to go after um, Nicole Jokic on the defensive end. Steven Adams is good, but he's not an offensive monster. He no. won't be putting up like 25 like a LaMarcus Aldridge can or a DeMarcus Cousins can or even a Clint Capella can yeah. uh, when he when he's getting the ball fed to him or like an Enos Cantor if Enos Cantor is still on this team. Um, I think defensively, Jokic will be able to keep and uh, maintain his energy. I think he'll get sucked out a little bit with the physicality that Adams plays with. Yeah. Um, yeah, but sorry Jokic. about that. I, I knew one team was completely smashing the other. I it's just had the it good flipped. one. It's a good team. It's, it's a good the team. Being the second. better team. Yeah, it's the yeah. one in the second seed. Yeah. Um, I will take Denver in seven just because I think Jokic will be able to dominate games when he wants to, um, which is a little concerning because maybe he doesn't want to every night, and that's why I think mm-hmm. it's going to go to seven. Um, but that is the semifinals. Let's move to the conference finals of Western Conference. Ricky, you have Oklahoma City versus Golden State. And- yeah. And I almost, what are your thoughts? I almost want to say Warriors in six, but I'm probably going to say Warriors in five. Warriors move on, and this is a series that I would love to see because for the Warrior Road, it would be like if your guys' second round happens, although I picked the Jazz, mm-hmm. most likely the Rockets are going to happen, um, you'd get the matchup that we all wanted to see in the conference finals in the second round, and then you could also see KD going back to OKC for a conference finals matchup yeah. with Paul George, who decided to stay, I'm going to say Warriors and I'm going to say Warriors and six. Although uh, I could see Warriors back. and five. Yeah, I talked myself back into six. War the Thunder will play up for this one. Warriors, they're just too much. They got five All Stars. What, what if OK, OKC wins that in seven, dude? And then they go to the finals, and then, man. And then Kevin Durant Whoa. leaves. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant leaves. Well, that's what. Then it would be just what Kevin Durant does. He loses in the conference finals cool. and he leaves. And then so, he goes, back, he goes to back to OKC <laughs> <laughs> to play wow. Paul George and Russ. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't have that matchup, so I think I look at that Warriors mm-hmm. OKC thing. I think OKC would just get blown the fucking doors off of I, I think that Golden State would kill him yeah. uh, just because DeMarcus can match up with Steven Adams and just the shooting and the the, the quickness it's, <laughs> it's just it's unmatchable I kind of want to go down but I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say in six but the Warriors still get to the finals mm. yep. shocker I mean Warriors over whoever the hell I end up with it doesn't really matter right. it's, it's four what do you think about the OKC matchup do you think you find it intriguing I, at all I or did, is it just I like did seven? earlier this year when you know they were consistently amazing on defense and you know didn't poop the bed uh, now I'm worried and until they actually like play well in the first round. If they play well in the first round, they're like, oh no, no we got this on lockdown. Like, then I'm in, then I think we're getting six games and it's going to be a series and it's going to be fantastic because Paul George and Russ can both elevate their games to match what Kevin Durant and Steph Curry can. The problem is, it's just the supporting cast. You know, if they start feeding that low post with uh, DeMarcus Cousins, I'm real afraid. If Draymond starts hitting shots again, terrified. And mm. that's, I think that's the thing is like, you know, the two big guys absolutely deserve the credit, 
But when you start m- killing people with your third, your fourth, your fifth best guy, you're you're just in trouble. And, and OKC doesn't have an answer for that. If it ends up being the Nuggets, as it likely would be, because they've literally kicked the shit out of OKC all year, um, I still I still am going Warriors in four. Yeah. Like it's just the Warriors become an uh, uh, an unstoppable train at that point. Yeah, and as much as I love the Denver Nuggets, I kept saying that if they played like a LeBron James to start the season uh, in the playoffs, they would lose. Um, and I feel like this is the the roadblock where the Denver Nuggets season ends. Um, I love this Denver Nugget team uh, with, with all my heart. I love them very much, but they're not beating Golden State in, in a seven-game series. I have Golden State in five. I'm giving Denver a game because I love them. Sure. And they did win a game early on in the season. It was 198, but all other matchups were close to, if not all, blowouts. Yeah. Uh, there was like a 142-111 game. There was a 122-105 game. I mean, the last game they had was closer, but still, uh, yeah. Denver lost that one. I, I think Golden State just has too much firepower mm-hmm. not to not to win the Western Conference. And shockingly, uh, we picked him at the beginning of the season no. to go to the NBA Finals, and all three of us have him going to the NBA Finals. <sighs> and it's kind of a flip because the Western Conference seems very interesting in the first round, and then the semifinals and the conference finals just get kind of boring. Yeah. Because um, even though we we have different uh, mm-hmm. conference finals, you think the the Thunder will win convincingly over the Nuggets. You yeah. think the, the Thunder will win convincingly over the Nuggets. Or at least you did prior before yeah, flipping yeah. it. Um, I think the Denver Nuggets will win somewhat convincingly over the Thunder. Um, but other than that, we have the Warriors winning no matter who they play. They can mm-hmm. play the fucking you know Harlem Globetrotters and they'll still win. Washington um, Generals, baby. But when we get to the semifinals and conference finals on the Eastern side, that's where it gets more oh, interesting to me. So we have Milwaukee and Boston, all of us, and then we mm-hmm. have uh, Philadelphia and Toronto. Let's talk about those matchups. Which one's more intriguing? I kind of want to say the Bucks and the Celtics because we're getting a rematch of last year's first round. Exactly that. We get to see if Giannis can conquer, get over that hump. But unfortunately, I think for they'll him, both be great series, though. Oh yeah, no, I, I I love both, and I hope they both go long. Do both go seven? No, we okay. never we never get what we want. That's my answer. So no, they're not both going seven. I think it's fun parody though because Giannis gets to go back and try to you know win and prove himself. Mm-hmm. Last year, Chris Mid stepped up was huge for this team, but. This year, they added in, obviously, Brooke Lopez, changed the dynamic of the team, great coach, spacing. It's all about that spacing that gives them their money. Meanwhile, Boston comes back like, oh, yeah, we, we, we got Paul Jordan and Kyrie this year, so mm. good luck. And that's where I'm going to leave that one at. Yeah. I mean, with me, I think that this is – the Bucks are going to be – this is going to be the make-or-break series for them. If they win the series, they're going to the finals. If they don't, obviously, then they're yeah, not, not going to win. But, yeah, like, that sums it up. this is the make-or-break series. If they win this series, I got them chalked to the finals to take on the Warriors because this will kind of be like the, hey, the demons off our back from last year where we beat the, we lost this team in seven. We felt like we should have won. Let's go ahead and beat them this time and move on. I was really hoping you were wearing a Finn Balor shirt today. You were not. No, I'm not. I'm wearing no demon off Seth the Rogen, the, uh, Seth the Rogen? Slayer. Uh, Seth Rollins, oh the Burn it down as uh, Pumbaa in The Lion King. Oh but they will beat the Celtics. I'm going to say six because they will play the 76ers in the conference finals. Yeah, I, I look at the Bucks, and the biggest thing is just injuries for them. Brogdon should be back by the Eastern Conference semifinals. Mm-hmm. Nikola Mirotic should be back by the first round. Tony Snell will be out for a little bit, but he should be back for the semifinals, especially if they sweep. Um, DiVincenzo is out for the whole season. White Dante, and, uh, baby. And uh, Paul Gasol should be back by April 23rd. 
uh, which put that in the second round. So they would have a, a nearly fully healthy team. Mm-hmm. Where I look at Boston, this team has not been able to get a consistent footing. Yeah. And the thing that I think sticks out the biggest is just Milwaukee plays team basketball. They do. And I think Brad Stevens is trying to do that with Boston, and they're trying to get that team going. And when we and Boston has done that, um, especially after the reported uh, Boston, uh, the Kyrie uh, plane talk, yes. uh, where he, he, he rallies up the troops and says he's sorry. Um, they played phenomenal basketball. And if they do that, they're uh, I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Um, however, I have not seen that consistently enough to pick them right now, and I will go with Milwaukee to win in six uh, for that one. I find the Philadelphia-Toronto matchup just a little bit more intriguing, though. Yeah. Um, I look at these two teams, obviously teams that we look at Philadelphia last year, Brett Brown almost getting fired for his horrible mm. coaching performance against the Boston yeah. Celtics. And you look at Toronto, a team that hasn't gotten the monkey off their backs. And this is not just Milwaukee mm-hmm. with Giannis not getting past the first round. This has been consistent. This has been a team that has not gone to the finals ever in franchise history. The Bucks have finals uh, appearances and final wins in their uh, franchise history. The Raptors do not have that. They've never gone to the pinnacle. And now they finally have the star in Kawhi Leonard to get there. I find this matchup so, so, so intriguing. Brett Brown, a you know, a coach that has gone through the thick of the sh- the thickest of shit um, with the process, <laughs> and now you have Nick Nurse, who is the young and new coach uh, who brought life back to this Toronto team. I find it so, so interesting. A lot of star power. You have Kawhi, you have uh, Ben Simmons, you have Joel Embiid, you have Jimmy Butler, you have this Philadelphia team that's loaded with talent, and then you have this Toronto team that you know everything's there for them to Loaded finally make depth. this push. Uh, what? It's depth versus talent. It's, it's I mean, depth versus they, talent. They got the best player in the series, mm-hmm. and they also have better depth. And that makes me go, on paper, I want to pick Toronto because everything lines up. You've got great playoff experience throughout that roster. You have uh, an emerging star in Pascal Siakam. Uh, but there's something about Philadelphia, man. Like, you can slow down, you know, Ben Simmons. That's been proven in the playoffs mm-hmm. before last year. And one point. You, one point game. Uh, just rubbing the Jake, you know. One point. Um, it's been, it, it was rough, obviously. But at the same time, you have Joel Embiid. And when healthy, he is a monster in that low post. And yes, Marcus Gasol was one of the best defenders in the league. Is he still? No. Can he hold up to that matchup? Can they shut down someone as hot shooting as J.J. Reddick coming off screens left and right? That could be a problem for Danny Green. Can Danny Green stick with him for 40 minutes? Because that scares me. Uh, Jimmy Butler, are they going to turn over to him in clutch time? Like, there's so many questions of that lineup. But I, for for positivity's sake, I have to right now answer that Toronto is going to win that series. This pick for me is much like my Utah-Houston pick. Yeah. The Raptors might win it in seven, but I'm picking the 76ers to win it in seven because, for me— there is no conference finals in the East I want to see more than Philly Milwaukee. That's what. How do you I not want to see Boston Philly? I don't want to see. People would get. I mean, beaten <laughs> outside of the stadium. All right, all right. that's number Are two. Are you kidding me? That's number two. But I'm talking about from what we've seen this year, especially the last two games they've played. Like the last two games, the Bucks and the Sixers have gone against each other. Yeah. I'm like, give me seven of that. Give me seven of that no, in the right. conference finals. Boston 76ers would be two. That would be great. Although it'll probably be the Raptors that move on. But I am going to go with talent here, although I don't want to, because if they fail here, then I am right about Brett Brown and about the 76er team. But I'm going to put See, that win-win. aside. We're in a win-win situation, Ricky. I'm going to put that aside, 
and I am going to say 76ers and <laughs> seven just to get past. I like how Jimmy Butler game like, winner game seven. I'm going to put myself on a ledge here and actually just win myself another argument one way or the other. Am I the right or I'm right? But here's, they will move on and play the Bucks. Here's what I'll say to this is whenever you want to find the truth about a team, mm-hmm. just ask someone who watches every single game. Yeah. And you'll be able to learn, you know, yes, they'll have a lot of bias, but they will end up telling you the truth. Yep. And I think this really stuck out to me when, you know, people started asking me, like, oh, is Jordan Howard even still good? Why is he a mm-hmm. six-round pick? It's just like, well, he wasn't in the right system, and no one wants to trade for a running back. Yeah. He has a load of talent. He yeah. just, you know, ha- you know, he's been behind a great line, but they haven't been using him he's the right way. Hand. And it's, it's you know, it's not <laughs> a guy that I'm blinded. Yeah. I can admit his faults. Correct. But you can see what he, he does as, as He's still best. talented, yeah. So, I, you know, you ask Jake, and you hear what Jake's talking about. Yeah. Jake doesn't talk about the positives of Brett Brown because nope. I don't think there are many. And that's why I'm taking Toronto in seven. Mm-hmm. I think that this team, with Kawhi Leonard, who I think will show himself to be the best player in these playoffs, not saying that he is the best player in the NBA or better than Kevin Durant, but I think he will have the best playoff series. I think this is my pick for wet boys uh, for the playoffs. Your prediction. Um, I think it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard's going to ball out. I think Marcus All has been efficient. Um, he hasn't been you know, putting up crazy numbers, but he's been efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, almost a steal a game, almost a blocking game, and 46% from the field, and about 41% from three. Um, and you look at Pascal Siakam, and he's the matchup nightmare. And I think it's going to be tough for Ben Simmons to do that, both guard um, Pascal Siakam and Ben Simmons, or uh, Pascal Siakam on one end, and then also uh, do offensive work as well. And Marcus Gasol, I think, can put up a matchup against Joel Embiid that might hold him to 25 a night, uh, which would be huge. And then you have to look at Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler against Kawhi Leonard, I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. Um, I mean, so, if there's, that's a fine thing because so, those are the two guys who are LeBron stoppers. So like, mm-hmm. who can stop each other? And I, I, I 110% know that Kawhi Leonard's better. Yeah, and that's the thing no is illusion. like then you're then you're just looked at looking at Danny Green and uh, Tobias Harris to beat you. And with that, then you look at the Raptors and they have Kyle Lowry who can. You mean JJ Redick? JJ Redick, I'm sorry. JJ yeah. Redick and Tobias Harris who can beat you. Then you just look at who the Raptors have left, and it's uh, Kyle Lowry, it's Jeremy Lin, it's Fred Van Fleet, it's uh, OG Ananubi, it's Serge Ibaka. All, it's Serge Ibaka. It's all these guys off the bat. Serge is just kind of you know going just out of nowhere. Uh, you know, since they got Marcus Allen. Yeah, kinda, I feel like he's like, disappeared again. Yeah, but in the before they traded for uh, Marcus Allen, he was incredible. Um, it was one of his better seasons, um, and I don't think he really took off too much of a statistical drop. Um, but I just think in the end. Uh, Toronto's going to end up winning because of their depth, and I'll mm-hmm. take I'll take them at seven. Yeah, I mean, ain't gonna be no ringing that bell. No, uh, I didn't know you're talking about it first. <laughs> it's just gonna be a lot of JJ Redick ring that bell. Oh, uh, in the Go ahead, Dave. Ring the get. bell, Dave. Ring, ring the, bell. the bell. That was. Um, so, I will say, shout out to Jake. That was yeah. so fun making fun of that during the Bulls game. Oh, oh Zach Levine, ring the bell. Oh, Zach. he was ring getting super Zach. pissed off with the. Uh, <laughs> He was light. He was gassing up TJ. Yeah. Um, he's super gassing up TJ because uh, TJ just had a great game. And also Serge Ibaka since like uh, February, uh, 13 points per game, nine boards, uh, about one and a half blocks a game, 38% from three, 54% from the field. So he's still been very good. He's been very good. Um, yeah. Just quietly good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'll say Toronto wins in seven. Um, what yeah. do you think uh, about this one? About this you one, I already said. I said 76ers and seven. That's right. And yeah, he, he hedged you his bets basically did. saying. Yeah, you did. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm either right Stand when your... I said Brett Brown's a terrible coach and needs to be fired, or I'm right when I said this team is Exodia and all five of them together going to win a series. Smart man, this guy. Uh, I, I am picking the Raptors, though. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, probably in six. Six. Okay. So you have the Raptors. <laughs> I want seven. It's going to be six because I can't always get what I want. You have the Raptors and the Bucks. I have the Boston Celtics. Did I pick the Boston Celtics? I don't remember. I don't, did I, you make a pick? I don't think you, you did. You don't make picks. I didn't you make, make a pick. I didn't. All I Dave said was... Dave dances around it and then expects you to just assume what he's thinking. Okay, so here's what I did. Then he's never wrong. wrong. My final statement about that Milwaukee-Boston matchup was, yeah, you, you know, we beat you last year and, you know, you got you added in your nice speech with Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. and Nikola Miritich, uh, but now we got... You know, a Kyrie Irving and a Gordon Hayward. So, so I think my Boston. what I was what I was uh, tossing out there was I was taking Boston because okay. I've got to hold true to that uh, previous podcast we had yeah. where I got shelved with Boston and I'm apparently now a Boston homer <laughs> after <laughs> talking so, so much. You, you, have Boston, you and Eric are in the Boston, I have Boston corner. Boston, Toronto in my Eastern Conference Finals, and you have the Philadelphia, Bucks and Philadelphia. All right, and then I have Toronto and Milwaukee. Uh, going one two, going, going one two on both sides. Um, I'll start off Milwaukee versus Toronto. Uh, Milwaukee hasn't won a NBA Finals since 1973, mm. I believe. Ain't gonna start and now. Since the <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, 1971. I'm sorry. Uh, 1971 was their only uh, championship uh, in in, in uh, team history, and the yep. Toronto Raptors, since becoming an NBA franchise, uh, all the way back. Uh, right before I was born in 1995, uh, they have never gone to the NBA Finals. So this is a big, big series for both teams. This is not like the Boston uh, Celtics who've been there recently since uh, mm-hmm. 2000. Uh, this isn't like the Golden State Warriors who have you know, had repeats. These are two teams fighting for something that is huge uh, mm-hmm. for their franchises. Um, I look at this, and it's Giannis versus Kawhi. It is you know the two best players in the Eastern Conference going up against one another, and I find it to be massively intriguing because these are both teams that are massively deep. They're both teams with great coaching and it's just going to come down to who is the better player in the playoffs. And Giannis is going to be extremely tough to stop. Kawhi will be extremely tough to stop. And I think in the end, it's going to be playoff experience and the greater playoff experience of going up against the greatest team, uh, regular season team in, in NBA history and in, in the Golden State Warriors. Uh, was that the team or was the KD team? I don't know. It was one no, before it was, KD. Yeah, it was, yeah, they got worse mm-hmm. by adding KD. But no, KD was on the team because that was the Western Conference Finals, and then the OKC uh, Golden State one was the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so that was year after. Yeah. Um, so that was the greatest team ever assembled on paper before they added DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Kawhi, with that also taking down LeBron James, I will give it to the Toronto Raptors in seven games, and that's uh, home court advantage be damned. Is it funny that all three of us are going to basically go with the team that we made an argument for on that one podcast? Are you? He picked the Raptors. Are you? I am picking the Bucks in seven because Giannis is the best player in that series against the 76ers. And Joel's going to have some great games. And Ben Simmons is going to have some one-point games. And Brett Brown is going to be a terrible head coach in that series. Giannis moves on in seven to play the Warriors. You got Boston? I feel like I should hot take this shit uh, and stick with Boston. But well, I think there is an argument: talent and depth. That's a plenty they, in Boston. Mm-hmm. It's just, they it just hasn't been put together. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think they're going to implode in this round. <laughs> I've got Toronto taking it in like Dave six. with the heel turn at the end. <laughs> gotta just get it right. right Dave, Dave's got like the the city of Boston behind him, and then the heel turn right in your face. <laughs> 
So you, so we both have the Raptors. Toronto and six, yeah. All right. Stone cold, going with the authority. All right, and then, uh, <laughs> NBA Finals matchup. Uh, Dave and I have Toronto versus Golden State. You have uh, Golden State versus Milwaukee. The um, to me, the Bucks are the only team in the East that I think poses the greatest challenge to the Warriors. If we're saying which team poses the greatest threat to the mm-hmm. Warriors, um, I will say it's also Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. The what happened to Exodia, buddy? What do you mean? The 76ers? Yeah. They got dismantled by the Bucks. No, but I'm saying, like, in a ser- if it was, if you eliminate the playoff bracket, mm-hmm. you're just like, pick a team off that Eastern Conference the Bucks. to beat them. You think the Bucks are still a better yeah. choice? Mm-hmm. Do you, who do you think? I do, too. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the Bucks. Too. I was just trying to see if I could get him to go on Exodia. Yeah, I, think it's, I think if there's a team to beat the, the Warriors, it's the Bucks. It yeah. doesn't mean the best team, though. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's cool. Uh, but the Warriors still going to win a championship. Yeah. Warriors? Did we just waste an hour of your time just to say the Warriors? You know what? I'll say this. The NBA title? Warriors in seven against the Bucs. It'll be their toughest matchup. They will have to win it, though. You think it's going to be their toughest matchup this year or yes. ever? Like, in the final, like, a Warriors final, we will look at this and go, man, Warriors won that one, but, man, this was probably the toughest matchup they've ever had to face in a finals. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> if they go to seven, they, they yeah. literally lost one. Yeah, because yeah, Draymond got like if that never happened, I then Draymond. Them, I want to hear they are. Like, come again. on. Okay, they still come lost on. a final. Yeah, yeah. If they're gonna when win they, the finals, it's not their hardest they, one. They they lost because <laughs> they were not at full mass. That's why they lost. They lost one game because of that, bro. Yeah, and it was the most you know, crucial game, of games. Game five is the most yeah, crucial because that's a, the decider. It was a crucial game. It nice swung the I'm pretty sure it's game seven of LeBron blocking Andre Iguodala on that it's, fast break. And then Kevin Love shutting down Steph It swung Steph the Curry. series because if Lockdown they, they would have won the game that Draymond wasn't there, wouldn't have even gotten to game seven. Okay, and if they won game seven, they would have oh been the NBA just, champion. Just kill this conversation. Uh, Warriors and six. Warriors are going to win a lot of games. Warriors and seven. Warriors and six. Do you think – I know we tossed out our predictions and everything. Do you think there's a chance the Warriors just go fucking un- undefeated? Like 16 0? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Yeah, weirdly. Although I think the I mean, Rockets will at least again, get one. Yeah, I'm, I'm better. There, on paper, they're a better team because they have DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but they don't have depth. And yeah, the, Quinn the, Cook the, is shaky at best. Yeah, and uh, Steph hasn't been healthy, which is a big thing. Yep. And Kevin Durant hasn't been, wasn't the same Kevin Durant he was last year. Now playoffs can always change that. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMarcus Cousins is playing for something, but is what is DeMarcus Cousins now? I don't think we have that full truth and i don't think we'll have that truth until next year and this is a starting five that although after they all set a break they have played better together i still don't know if this is the best starting five they've had in the past five years Mm -hmm. i do find it funny every single year we try to find negatives to talk about the warriors and it never kind of like how many years have we been saying man steph's health oh wait he just rests the first round then he's fine oh man he's not not that's not true he's not narrative I mean, it's the reason why he hasn't been the NBA Finals MVP has, in the past he, two years. Yeah, because he's Kevin Durant he's has outplayed him. No, he's been injured. Because Kevin Durant has been the best player on that team. Because Steph Curry has been injured. And this is, and another, been. this is another example of this team. I've said it all year when everyone's like, oh, this is the worry. Like, this team isn't what we thought they'd be in the regular season. They're going to turn on a second gear. And me, like, me saying seven games in the final is being very, very, very generous it is. to Milwaukee because it probably will just face. be like five or six. Like, six will probably be like, man, that was a really tough series, but the Warriors still won it. They're going to turn on a second gear and win this thing. Like, I don't see any team. Yeah, the Bucks would be their hardest challenge, but I don't see any team in this playoffs. I still think the Rockets still. are the hardest challenge, to be honest. And then we're going to get it pretty soon. So, mm-hmm. be cool. Uh, Unless the, the Jazz play uh, spoiler. 
Please the, don't. The thing with the, the the Curry thing is just he. I mean, he, he just hasn't been out there. I mean, he, there was they played twenty one games last year uh, in the playoffs. He mm-hmm. was there for fifteen. Only started fourteen. Um, he was there for two thirds of their their uh, their their games last year. I mean, he has his health has been a, a huge factor uh, throughout the throughout the past two years, and it shows in just his numbers. I mean, he he's typically a career. Uh, I mean, in his prime years, uh, the you know. From 2014 to 2016, 2017, yep. uh, he was shooting 41 uh, percent from three, and last year he shot 39. I mean, that is a difference. He was shooting 45 uh, percent from the field, uh, and and it was you know again he was taking less shots um, uh, last year. I think this is just something that you know his his efficiency isn't the same because he's not able to stay healthy out there. Um, yeah, when Steph I mean, is fully healthy and he's playing all these games, it's incredible. He's he's, he's his best player on the but, floor, but he hasn't yeah. been the best player on the floor because he hasn't been out on the floor. Healthy. But you look at the 15 like. He missed the first, literally the first six. He missed the first series and then sat that first game, which they didn't even need him against the Pelicans. They won by 22, and then he played the next 15. Yep. So, I mean, I could see a similar thing. Hey, we don't need you for the first round. Even sit the, like, this year it's not going to be that same thing because they might be playing the Rockets. It's like, hey, man, we need you to play this game. But, like, you look at it and it's like he didn't win MVP because Kevin Durant was the better player Last year was just he took a series off, could take an extra game off, and then played 15 straight. Steph was inconsistent. He had a 6-19 game against the Pelicans. He had that 1-5 game from Houston, against Houston in Game 1, 1-8 against Houston in Game 2. Put the clamps uh, on him. Game uh, 5, he was 2-8 from eight from 3. And then you look at even the, the Cavs series, 1-10 from 3. Uh, in game uh, three and even game one, he was not. He scored twenty nine points and was efficient. Uh, but if you look at that back at that game, he was not dominant. Steph. Um, the biggest moment in that that whole that whole game one uh, for the Warriors is when um, I forget it, it was Iguodala who came in. Someone came in. Uh, it was uh, no, it was uh, fucking Javale. Javale came in and like put up eleven straight points for the Warriors. Yeah, in that he game had that one. energy swing. That um, was crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Steph doesn't need. Like I know we all want to see like ooh. Phenomenal stuff. Steph doesn't need to be that for this team to win, and Steph doesn't care if he's that for them to win. Right, he's very Steph selfless is, as a leader. Yeah, Steph is fine just being, as long as they win, he's okay. Yeah. Warriors are NBA champions, though. Yeah, they are. Uh, we can call it now, even though it's not Didn't even... see that coming when we started the year. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we, we all picked him at the start of the year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Right. I, I literally had Warriors over East. Oh, I thought it was John I didn't even pick a team. No, John I did have John last Cena. year. Last year. Yeah, yeah. okay. Do, 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 do. Anyway, can't see that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, word life. That's it. That's kind of see Jordan Bell. Is there a better combination? Maybe cash considerations. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just hope Nick Young shows up to the parade. Oh my god, please. Um, that's gonna do it for the NBA playoff predictions. Let us know your predictions down in the comments below. How many games will the Warriors win? Uh, in the uh, the NBA playoffs, it's probably gonna be sixteen. Um, and let, let us know more how many they're gonna lose. Yeah. Um, and if it's more than um eight. It's probably be a problem. Shocked, yeah. yeah, probably a problem. Or uh, 12. Yeah, 12 uh, would be a big problem. Yeah, 12. Uh, 16. If they lose 16 games, then they're definitely not winning the, t- <laughs> definitely not winning the title. Uh, let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Uh, but for Ricky Rumor, for Dave Oster, we will have our mock draft 5.0 coming out next on week. And if you want to see Sunday. it, And if you want to see it right now, 
patreon.com backslash knows well podcast that's Patreon. that one dollar tier mm-hmm. um yeah check that out uh we all have that up for the uh, bronze people um and we should let them everybody know else well. yeah mm-hmm. so uh well everyone else will see it uh on sunday but you can be a patron and yep. see it right now uh so head over to patreon.com slash most of podcast uh that mock draft should be up by uh monday uh at the latest uh but for dave oster for ricky Whitmer, we will see you very very soon thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts